Matt Stepp, I didn't think this was possible, but I think I've talked too much about the playoffs and we haven't even started Teppen Step. Gregory Q. Tepper, it's playoff time in Texas. Tep and Step, your premium Texas high school football podcast from your friends at Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. I am the Tep Greg Tepper. I'm the Step, emanating live from Canada, Matt Step. Thank you for being a Dave Campbell's Texas Football subscriber and tuning into this doubly special episode of Tep and Step because one, it's an international episode, and two, it's playoff season. It is playoff season. S Z N. You got to get get it for the kids, you know. the The brackets are out on TexasFootball.com. dot um, uh, My my brain is a puddle of goo from mm-hmm. just. I, I I think we we talked about this last year, but it's been a year since, and we have new podcast listeners all the time. I don't think people understand like the last 72 hours of you and I's life and specifically your life uh, of tracking down three, tracking down 704 teams basically to put them into yeah. brackets and three for 352 games. Yeah. And, and you, you add on the fact that I, I had to catch an international flight on Sunday. And so I had, you know, to, to, to get it knocked out, you know, my lovely wife's birthday is this week. Mm-hmm. So I'm in Canada spending a few days with her before the playoffs. Next year, the calendar works out a little better. My, her birthday's week 11. So mm. it works out a little bit better next year. But yeah, it's, it's, it's been a busy, uh, it's been a busy few days, but, but now we can kind of, after this podcast, I'll probably uh, decompress for uh, uh, mm-hmm. uh, about 48 hours. And then it's, it's time for the playoffs. How many text messages do you think you sent from, let's say Thursday at 6 PM, until you went to bed on Saturday night. Oh, at least five hundred. Oh my god, at least five. <laughs> I would say at least five hundred, and, and probably two hundred and fifty actual outbound phone calls as well. Oh my god. So yeah, it's it's a lot. I mean, you know, it's you know, sad, sadly because of the uh, the you know newspapers not being you know the mm-hmm. the you know we we support print media here at Dave Campbell's Texas Football because we yes are. we do. Uh, and, uh, you know, so, so the, the, the decline of the newspaper has, has put a little bit more of the onus, not the anus, the onus mm-hmm. on, on, on us to track this information down. And it, it really, it, it's, it really comes down to just calling the coaches and finding out because that information is not readily available. You know, team, some team Twitters will, will tweet them out early, but a lot of times it's, it's, we got to go, go for it. And mm-hmm. thanks to all of our, we do have some local media partners that help us. Mm-hmm. Um, track information down, you know, Kale Seedup in Amarillo, Brandon McAuliffe in Abilene, our friends at the Dallas Morning News, Mike Foreman down in Victoria, uh, just to name a few. They do help us, but there's mm-hmm. these pockets of the state where there's no coverage and and we got to call and track them down. So it's just uh, – And, and we're not – yeah. It's not hard work. It's just very tedious. Yeah, and and we're not here – we're not here to like toot our own horn here. All we're saying is that like we are the clearinghouse. Like Dave Campbell's Texas football, like there, there's no like 
like the the other the only other place that'll happen will be the UIL. Like mm-hmm. that's it. But from a media perspective, like like we're the only clearinghouse there is. And so um if Matt Stepp's not doing it, it's not getting done, quite frankly. Uh, you know, I tried to tell my wife that, you know, she's like, so you know, my wife sometimes is like, Well, I don't care. You yeah. need and I su- uh, I support yeah. her. Yeah, and so, uh, but thankfully, she is uh, a very understanding this time of year, and 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 knows she she does know the important. Even, even though she's a Canadian girl, she does she spent a lot of time in Texas, and she understands the importance of it, and she knows that uh, it's a it is a labor of love for both of us. We really enjoy this, and this is yeah, uh, this is our our favorite one of our this is our favorite time of the year. Really. We could be digging ditches, and instead we're texting coaches, and that's pretty good. Um, this is your bracket breakdown preview edition of Tep and Step. We do thank you for being a Dave Campbell's Text Bowl subscriber. Coming up here in just a moment, every bracket, every region, everything for the Texas high school football playoffs. Um, game by game. No, we're not. <laughs> no, we are not. Because, because, and I mean this in a nice way, week 12, worst week of the year. From a game quality perspective. Yes. Yes, there, there, there are. There is a dearth of of high profile matchups, but we offset that with there's a whole bunch of single elimination games. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that consequential games that matter, and, and sometimes even those three versus those two versus three games, mm-hmm. where it's six and four versus five and five. So those two communities and t- those two schools, it's a huge game, and that's why I love it. Before we get to the brackets, Matthew, we will start as we always do. With your Texas high school football fun fact of the week, presented by Country Meats. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Country, Country Meats loves the playoffs too. Shout out to our friends at Country Meats. We all love the game of football, and they're here to make fundraising easy for your team. Head on over to CountryMeats.com and use the discount code STEP10 to get 10% off your first order. That's promo code STEPP10 at CountryMeats.com. CountryMeats.com. They've got bracket fever. I presume. I haven't talked with them about it, but I presume they are they too are afflicted with bracket fever. Matt Stepp, your Texas high school football fun fact of the week. There are two hundred and oh, I knew this offhand and now I don't. There are two hundred and fifty-three Texas uh six A Texas high school football teams. That sound right? 252, 253. Two fifty two, fifty three. Two fifty two, fifty three. It's two forty two forty eight. Yeah, okay. Two forty nine. There are two hundred forty nine UIL six A teams. How many six A teams with a winning record missed the playoffs? Ooh, that's a good one. Um I'll say eleven. It's an excellent guess. It's ten. Okay. Grand total of 10. Uh, the 10 unlucky teams. Hurst, L.D. Bell. Bro, you want to talk about snip, snap, snip, snap for L.D. Bell. <laughs> mm-hmm. you, you, get the, you get the biggest win in literally a quarter century for your program, and it still is not enough to get you in the playoffs. Yeah, they went 7-3, and three, didn't they? Yeah, they did. They went 7-3. and three. The other 7-3 and three team that missed the playoffs was Round Rock Westwood mm-hmm. in that wild 25-6A. Yeah, they they were they just came up on the short end of a of a really unlucky mm-hmm. tiebreaker scenario and and unfortunately, I mean, fortunately or unfortunately for for Vandergrift, it pushes mm-hmm. into the Division One bracket. Um, yeah, Bell's going to be regretting that Crowley loss. I think that the Crowley loss and the Weatherford loss are the two that Bell's ruined. 
Um, and then eight teams at six and four. Mansfield missed the playoffs. Richardson Pierce missed the playoffs. Katie Cinco Ranch, I think, kind of famously missed the playoffs. They did, yeah. Uh, they lost a game to, uh, I think it was lost to, to Katie Taylor there. Yeah. Kind of. And, and and I think we came on this podcast at the time and we just said, that's a red flag there. Um, San Antonio Roosevelt missed the playoffs at six and four. San yeah, and, tiebreaker too. yeah, they did. San Antonio Warren missed the playoffs at six and four. Uh, San Antonio Churchill, shout out Carl Padilla. They missed the playoffs at six and four. And then that's that Roosevelt was involved with. Yeah. And then El Paso Franklin missed the playoffs at six and four. And Lakeview Centennial missed the playoffs at six and four. So there they are, the ten unlucky souls. It's it's really difficult and tough to go seven and three and yeah. team playoff and miss the playoffs. That's that's really got to sting. You got to miss. You got to lose the exact wrong games, basically. Yeah. Um. Anyway, there it is. Your Texas high school football fun fact of the week. All right, Matthew. I'm not going to bore people with week eleven. Nobody cares. It's just like we put out our rankings, and there's a new number one in 5A Division Two. Nobody cares. <laughs> we won't even tell you who it is. Go to TexasFootball.com and find out yourselves, you ding-dongs. Yeah, click on the rankings. Yeah, there's a new number one in 5A Division Two because nobody cares. It's playoff season. There's brackets on TexasFootball.com slash playoffs, but you know that already because you're Dave Campbell's Texas football subscriber. And so, Matt Stepp, we are going to go bracket by bracket uh, and talk a little bit about each one of these uh, these particular playoff brackets. Uh, we'll do big picture, and then we'll kind of gra- granular granularize it. We'll get down nitty-gritty each region, and then we will have our predictions as well. So uh, we will have that first couple things. Uh, let me let me take care of some, some business sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by our friends at Community Coffee, who support and celebrate the thriving communities at the heart of Texas high school football. Community Coffee, strong as our roots and also community coffee commercial by the way that, that oh that, the uh the rooster? the rooster dancing that's a that's a catchy commercial that is a catchy well, commercial well done community coffee good job that is yeah it gets my attention every time also we have a new we have a new sponsor of the podcast our friends oh. at our oh yes our friends at wing football season can get a little hectic from grabbing snacks for the tailgate to fueling your kids for practice experience drone delivery with wing Get fast, safe, and eco-friendly delivery in 30 minutes or less now in select neighborhoods in Dallas-Fort Worth. To see if Wing has landed in your neighborhood, visit wing.com slash Texas football. That's right. Drone Delivery is now sponsoring Tep and Step. Love you, Wing. Yeah, we should have a Wing deliver a pizza to, to, to the Tep and Step studio. Awesome. Just to see. Just to do it. Just, just to beta test it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, be like, it's for a good bit to do. It's for science. It's for science. Yeah. (laughs) All right, Matthew, we're going to go bracket by bracket. We're going to go biggest schools to smallest schools. We will start with the biggest classification, class 6A, division one. And the question every year, and I haven't listened back to this year's, last year's episode, but I would imagine that it started similarly. The question every year, whenever the 6A brackets come out, is, Okay, is there one clown car or 
did we evenly distribute the riders into different into different vehicles? Like, did we all did we all cram into the big into the ten one car, or did we uh, did we make sure we we split it? And last year, I think you'd make the argument that it was pretty evenly divided. Um, I think six A division one and six A division two had kind of a split of contenders. Uh, not so this year, Matthew. Uh, we we decided to see how many contenders we can fit in the Division One bracket. Yeah, we've uh, we, we've we've overloaded it for sure. For and I and I think uh, for, if we're looking for a region that that really has the uh, the juice uh, as it is once again this uh, as, it, as it has been the past couple of years, I'd say Region Three is where I'm zeroing in as as, as oh. the juice and and re- really Region Three has I think some actually some intriguing first round matchups as well this, mm-hmm. this week yeah region three it's amazing like a lot of the focus is going to be on katie and i get it like that's obviously a big headline uh team to to be there but like guys if you look up and down katie shadow Creek, creek clear springs houston lamar fort ben ridgepoint atascacita dickinson Hairland. There are, according to our computer rankings, yeah. oh my gosh, according to our computer rankings, I want to say there's like 12 te- or like eight teams. Let me count real quick. I think there's nine teams in the top 50 in region three. Like it's it's yeah. crazy how much we've how much yeah. we've piled in there. It's not just Katie, is what I'm saying. Katie's obviously the big fish, but it's not just Katie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kate, Katie's the one that that was the surprise to jump into into Region Three. We, we you know they're typically Region uh, Division Two, uh, excuse me, Division One, Region Three. They're typically Division Two. And the last week of the season, we we almost had Houston Lamar go into the into the Division Two bracket, but an upset win by Sam Houston over Houston Westbury uh, sent Houston Westside back into the playoffs into the to the division one bracket so you just throw in lamar in addition when we thought they were going to division two and it's it's loaded it is it is it is a fireworks factory we're talking first round matchups tompkins and ridgepoint a rematch of last year pearland and dickinson and north shore in a nine and one deer park. nine and one deer park ten, ten and oh versus nine and one first round of the playoffs you don't see that very often anymore and we got it in region three six a division one Let's start. We'll go region by region. We'll start with region one. And this is, I would say, like for all of the, we're going to talk a lot about a couple of teams in particular regions, but region one, if there is a let's get weird region, it's probably region one, simply because I don't know that there's a, like, I don't know that there's a world beater there. I know a lot of people are, are hopping on board the, uh, the North Crowley bandwagon and for rightfully so, uh, but I like that's a team that hasn't won the region before and they're probably looking at a third round matchup with the defending regional champion and prosper. Um, I don't know. I look at region one and I think there's, I think there's a lot of latitude there for, again, you're one upset away from it getting really, it's it getting really weird in a hurry. Yeah. I, I, I think you would, you would be, you know, in your, you know, right mind so to speak to say that north crowley and prosper are the two teams to beat mm-hmm. but i don't think north crowley and prosper are teams that are without without question marks heading into the mm-hmm. into the playoffs and I, and i think there's a nice undercurrent of teams that that could spring up and make a run Louisville jumps to mind at, at the top of the list when Louisville's on their a game they're, they're really really good there's a little bit of an inconsistency issue there uh there's some concerns there about that i think Euless trinity their running game 
and their offense is as good as any in, in Texas, they can they can be a problem. And if you're looking for a deep sleeper, I, I think the bracket shapes up pretty nicely for a team like Midland Legacy mm-hmm. uh, to make a little bit of a deep run. And anytime a team from West Texas in the big school ranks makes you know a deeper run, it, it brings some attention out to things. So I, I think that there 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 are a couple of favorites, but I think there's there's a there's a little bit more depth. And even Arlington Martin, you know, they start mm-hmm. a lot really slow, and they've kind of gotten gotten rolling as of late. So there, there's a, there's a nice undercurrent of teams here. The showcase matchup, I think, in in round one is Allen and Louisville, um, because it's you want to talk you want to talk about you don't know what you're getting with either one of those teams. Like yeah. y- you could talk me into any result between a Louisville blowout and an Allen blowout, and I would believe it just because those two teams have been such high variance this year. Um, I'm also intrigued with Permian making the trip to El Paso to p- take on a good Pebble Hills team. That is okay, a. So there was a- that game's now in that there was a tiebreaker uh snafu there. That game is now at Ratliff in Odessa. Oh, because of the three way tie, uh, Permian ended up actually being second place in the district mm. along with Pebble Hills. Uh, originally, Permian they, they thought Permian was fourth, but the way the tiebreaker shook out, so they ended up ended up flipping home and home. And so, Permian, big, big, wow, big, big get there. So, they get that game at home. Pebble Hills drilled Permian last year in the first round of the playoffs in El Paso. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Um, Permian, I think, is definitely out for out for some revenge there, and they're coming off a big season-ending win over Midland High. So Permian, keep an eye on that game as a possible. If you want to call it an upset, upset watch game. Yeah, I mean, theoretically, it would be over over a, a higher rank, a high, you know, higher seated team. Uh, Region two of six A Division one. Um, I mean, the, the conversation will center around Duncanville, and I don't think there's anybody that is going to seriously push Duncanville. Um, I don't know. Is there anybody there? Like last year we had spring Westfield that gave them a run. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is there a team in region two that you think can give Duncanville a run? There is anybody. And, and I'll, I'll say this. Duncanville is to me a on paper, two touchdown favorite minimum over everyone in the region. Mm-hmm. But if there's one team, I think they could push them. I think it's Klein Collins. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, they're kind of a funky matchup with what they run offensively. They've got a big physical quarterback that can run the ball and is a dual threat. Um, they they create some matchup problems just by formationing and just like I said, they're they're very unorth- unorthodox in the way they operate. They're physical on defense. They get after it. Um, if you can remember, Klein Collins in in, a, in some of their better years has given North Shore really tough games in non district play. So they they're used to playing these these elite type teams. If there is one, I think it's Klein Collins, but it's. It's really Duncanville on the field here, and if I'm t- if I'm picking between Duncanville on the field, probably going to lean Duncanville. You've got a region two. I think uh, of of the four regions, top to bottom, region two is the weakest. I I would say you're right. I would. I think it's interesting. You do have a couple of intriguing first round matchups. Uh, I am interested in Saxe and Heath. Um, I am interested in Bridgeland and Klein Kane. That is a really interesting first round matchup. That was matchup. a banger a couple of years ago when Connor Wegman was in his final mm-hmm. his senior year at Bridgeland there. And so, hey, if Bridgeland gets a win, do we start? I mean, Bridgeland, you haven't talked much mm-hmm. Maximum Bears. They did go nine and one this year. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. Lonnie Madison's ball club's pretty good. I'm I'm holding out for a playoff win. They beat Kane. We'll be talking about Maximum Bears heading into that spring Westfield area round matchup. And then also, by the way, Waxahachie and Hewitt Midway is a like an all-time huh game. <laughs> You're just like, okay, so Hewitt Midway was one in five and dead to rights. They rattle off their final five, four games to make the playoffs. And now 
buddy, are they going to beat Waxahachie? <laughs> I I think I think they've got a really good shot at it. I, I, this. This is a young Waxahachie team that that has some you know has exceeded expectations, but still has some question marks. So I think this is a very winnable game for Midway. Uh, On to the fireworks factory, Region Three. Um, like let's let's make no mistake about this that. For as deep and as interesting as Region 3 is, the conversation centers around one team, uh, and it's Galena Park North Shore. Now, I think there's an argument to be made. This is their toughest path they've ever drawn um, since since the since the, the like the the run in, started kind of in 2018. You look up and down, dude. They could have a they could have a path of Deer Park, Shadow Creek, Katy. And then probably a rematch with a Tascosita or a team like uh, uh, Fort Penn Ridgepoint or Dickinson. Like, dude, it, it the, the North Shore. If they're going to make it to another title game, they'll earn it. Yeah, I mean, we're looking at a round one game against Deer Park, which they're, they they'll be Deer, Deer Park's got a really nice record at nine and one. North Shore will be still big favorites over Deer Park. Um, round two, Shadow Creek. Round three, Katie or Cy Fair. Round four, I think it might be. I think they might play Houston Lamar in round four. I, I really like the Texans. I think Houston mm-hmm. Lamar could make a deep run. But even if they don't make it, Atascacita, Dickinson, uh, Ridge Point, Tompkins, loaded, loaded. North Shore is going to earn it to get out of Region 3. It is a uh, – the the showcase first-round matchup. I mean, dude, I think I'm – I'm into Shadow Creek and Clear Springs. I'm really into it. That's a great one. I'm into Tompkins. Tompkins and Ridge Point was maybe the game of the week in by district mm-hmm. last year in the first round of the playoffs. I'm pretty sure we'll have that on Texan Live. That'll be a, a big time matchup. Region three is going to be fun. And then there's region four of six A Division One. Um, and the 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 headline here is that Vandegrift did go division one and they have a first round matchup with Lake Travis. Yeah. Um yeah, might be locked into that one. Uh, gonna go ahead and say that if if I'm picking a game to watch Friday night round one, probably gonna watch Vandergrift and Lake Travis. Uh, I guess I can tell people it's a premium podcast. That'll be live on Valley Sports Southwest with Craig Way and yours truly on the call. Uh, but this, what's so interesting is I think that the Vandergrift Lake Travis conversation, like and Vandergrift, oh my gosh, the D two state finalist now in Division one. I think that's overshadowing a couple of teams on the other side of that bracket that dude I think we're getting Westlake and San Antonio Reagan in the second round in a matchup of 11 and 0 teams and that be... that's box office choice yeah that's choice if I'm if I'm Bally Sports I'm 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 I've got my eyes zeroed in on that game for area round of the playoffs now that's choice um the uh as Jason Witten once said the but this is I, I don't know I I feel like I feel like I'm taking crazy pills because I brought this up on TFT today. Y'all like Westlake's still really good. And they went undefeated. And I know they're not as dominant as they have been in past years, but like, shouldn't we be talking about how the region starts with them? I think it does. But I, I did find it interesting that I think four out of the five of us picked mm-hmm. uh Vander. And maybe we're maybe this is a matter of where we're attracted to the shiny new toy. Mm-hmm. And or maybe it's just Westlake, Lake Travis fatigue in Region Four, you know that kind of thing. Um, I picked Vandergrift, and I think primarily it's because Vandergrift has that the 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 what they lacked in the past was winning those big games and that 
and that you know they, I think they played like Travis or Westlake in the playoffs a few years ago and just got drilled, just got hammered. Vandergriff kind of got over that hump last year with that win over Katie, kind of beating that name name program. And I think Vandergriff's better this year, which is surprising to say. But I think Vandergriff's is so dynamic offensively; they're mm-hmm. gonna be a hard team to prepare for and, and slow down. So. We'll see. I, I'll, I'll readily admit, like I said, may, maybe I'm just attracted to the shiny new thing and, and Vandergrift being Division One, and it's somebody other than Westlake Lake Travis just drew me to that one. So we'll see. Uh, you know what? I'm going to call an audible, and I'm going to say we're not going to go through our predictions. You can go find those on TexasFootball.com. Give us your traffic. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah. but uh, well, actually, no. Give. I'll just. We won't go region by region. But what's your title game? Uh, I've got yeah we don't, we don't have the title game yeah we have the state championship that's that's new we could that could be an exclusive for yeah. tough and stuff um I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it very simple and go north I'm, I'm gonna go North Shore Duncanville part five yeah this is part five and this year I I think Caleb Bailey's the difference for North Shore mm-hmm. I think he's healthy and I think he's the difference and I think North Shore wins wins their title for for the alum Willie Gaston. Uh, speaking of which, I'm in total lockstep with you. I like North Shore and Duncanville. I like North Shore in a close one over Duncanville per usual. Um, would that be? I was thinking about this. Is that the first? Would that be the first ever state championship game between two black head coaches? Uh, unless there's one earlier in the week before them, and to my knowledge, it would be. Wow, that's uh, that's not that's nothing. Like, no, that's something. That's something. No, something. No. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right, six A Division Two. Okay, six A Division Two. It, it, it there's gonna be a tendency to look at 6a division two and be like oh look the leftovers bracket um i don't agree with especially on the right side especially region three and region four there's gonna be an idea of like oh well there's gonna be some team dude i think there is real quality and i think there's one team in this bracket that's a favorite and spoiler alert, we all picked them to win the state championship. Yeah, we were unanimous. We picked DeSoto. And I, and I think part of that, the, the the shocking dominance over Duncanville a couple weeks ago was, is fresh in our minds. Is, and also, they are defending state champs. Is there, a, is there a, a team in each region that you can win see winning the state championship? Yes. There's, yeah. one, there's at least one in every region. There's at least one in every region. And you cannot say that about every bracket. Like, And so I think that is – I think we should cherish that and not – I think it's okay to say, yes, 6A Division One has all this glut of contenders. That does not mean there's a dearth of quality teams in Division Two. There's a lot of really good teams. Um, we'll start with, with Region 1. And th- pretty much undisputed, the power the power dis or the power nexus in 6A Division or 6A Division Two, Region 1 is District 4. Because the top two teams both went to Division Two, which you just don't see very often. Uh, like you saw North Shore and Atascosa, the top two teams in twenty one six eight both go to Division Division One. This might be. I'm trying to think. Is this the only district where the top two teams both went to Division Two? Be hard pressed to find another one like that. Well, it's it's Byron Nelson and South Lake Carroll. Uh, Byron Nelson, of course, they got that win over South Lake Carroll. Um, that said, there are teams that you don't have to squint very hard to see them making a run. I'm I'm ta- speaking specifically about the McKinney Lions. You want to talk about a team that we were super high on in the preseason. They have had two, uh, more than two. They've had like three 
kind of stinkers. They got away with one of them, but the other two, they got yeah. caught. Three of the last four weeks. They had they played really well in the win over Geyer, mm-hmm. but then they had losses to Allen and Prosper, and they didn't look great, and they didn't look great in a win over Rock Hill. So it's I, – I would say – there's some concerns for McKinney. Now they, I think they drew a, a winnable first round game mm-hmm. against Flower Mount Marcus. They should win that game, but man, round two, you got to play Highland Park round two. Yeah. And as as a great man once said, Scott Scotty's find a way, and Highland Park tends to be a, be a problem come playoff time. So if I'm I'm Marcus Shavers and McKinney, I got to get my guys back playing good football because they they've kind of hit hit a they've kind of hit a rut towards the end of the season here. Um, South Lake Carroll's not going anywhere. Uh, they're going to be uh, right now. You can see them certainly in a regional semifinal at the least if they see a team like McKinney or Highland Park. I think that they're actually on the cleaner side of the bracket. Byron Nelson's kind of on the dirty side of the bracket here. Yeah, the the bottom side of the bracket's tough. Uh, and specifically, the round one game of the uh, game of the week in Region One, Matthew Cowboy Fight Never Dies. Uh, Coppell hosting Denton Geyer. I know Denton Geyer's real nicked up right now. Uh, I know they're 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 banged up with injuries, but you want to talk about a, I mean, you want to talk about what would be a real signature win for Coppell if they can knock off. I mean, I I this is not this is not Jackson Arnold Denton Geyer, but this is still a really good program and a brand name. And for Coppell, they haven't had that kind of brand name victory in a long time. Yeah, this this would be a great win for Coach Wiley, and I think if Coppell wins this, I think we're looking at Coppell Byron Nelson Thanksgiving mm-hmm. weekend. 12 and 0 versus 12 and 0. Mm-hmm. We might need to get Greg Tepper on the call for that game. We might need to get Greg Tepper to. Uh, oh my to God. Oh my God. I don't know if I can handle that. Um, anyway, Byron Nelson and, and you know, reach district four is the di- district to watch, but there's some real high, the high ceiling teams in this one. Region two is where DeSoto lives. Uh, DeSoto is the team we were talking about, about the team that we thought is going to win the state championship. That's DeSoto. We were talking about DeSoto. Uh, I I will say this though, uh, and this is not. This is more of a reflection of what I think about Region Two as a whole, as opposed to what I think about Desoto. But I think the gap in Region Two between the top team and the rest of the field has narrowed has narrowed significantly, especially in Desoto's part of the bracket. They're on the dirty side of the bracket. Yeah, I, I think there there are are. I mean, you look at it. And ten and zero Willis sits there, uh, the cha- the champion of District Thirteen Six A. Willis defensively has some concerns, but let me tell you, Willis has got a flamethrower back there at quarterback, and they've got an offense that that can scare you. And I don't know if Willis can ride that offense to a state championship, but this is the kind of team that that if they get hot for forty eight minutes, can beat anyone in the state of Texas. Mm-hmm. And, and now it might be sixty one to fifty eight. But they are good enough to score sixty-one points on just about anyone. They when they're rolling, they 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 can beat anyone on any. I, I don't think it's sustainable for six weeks, but I think it. Like I would pick if Desoto and Willis played in on Thanksgiving weekend, twelve and zero versus twelve and zero. I'd pick Desoto, but a Willis win wouldn't shock me just because of how dynamic mm-hmm. and special they are on the offensive side of the ball. They are uh, keeping on on Tomball Memorial as well. Speaking of special offenses. They're very good. And by the way, the Soto might see Wiley East in the second round. Wiley East is not bad, man. They were lo- playing they, well. They have low key put together a nine and one season and are playing very well. The bottom half of the bracket was a lot more interesting before Pflugerville Weiss 
inexplicably lost to Hewitt Midway, but like got yeah. trounced. Now, to their credit, they looked really good last week in blowing out Hutto. They mm-hmm. they they looked like okay, this where, where was this Weiss team? So maybe that was just a blip. Maybe the the long rain delay that night hurt him. I don't know, but they looked nor they looked quote unquote normal against Hutto last week. Uh, great first round game, Tom Ball Memorial and Side Springs. Mm-hmm. That's that's a really tasty first round matchup. Most likely, I, w- I would hope on Texan Live. So that should be a good one. I'm also into Conroe Oakridge and Spring Decaney. Just like a low key fun matchup. Conroe Oakridge is loaded with talent, especially on the defensive side. Yeah, yeah. If you want a good Saturday, obviously round one, the Saturday schedule is very very light. Not a lot of. I think there's only seven games uh, in the state of Texas on Saturday round one. If you're looking for a nightcap, Oak Ridge and Spring Decaney Saturday at six is probably your your the way to go. The region three and and look with Katie leaving, it does leave a little bit of a, a void. Uh, we've seen this before. That's how we got like state semifinalist Katie Taylor. It's how we got state semifinalist Humble Summer Creek. We've had some t- we've had this happen before. Summer Creek might be the the beneficiary of that again. They right now I look at that and I'm like. Who's going to score and who who in this bracket is going to be able to score on them consistently enough to knock out the Bulldogs? Yeah, and they got the running game going. Lloyd Avant missed a lot of time during the year with an injury. Uh, he came back with the vengeance last week against Atascacita. 301 yards rushing, four touchdowns. Summer Creek, Blake Thomas at quarterback looks good. This is Kenny Harrison's got a complete team over there. Their one loss of the year to North Shore by 10 points. That was a 21 21 game going into the fourth quarter. There's a reason Summer Creek is our unanimous pick to win Region 3 across the the staff. Yeah. If it's not Summer Creek, uh, it's probably like Fort Bend Hightower. But, like, that's a fun first-round matchup between them and Jordan because that's a high-variance Jordan team. Yes, you want some – yeah, Andrew Marsh last week in Jordan's win to clinch a playoff spot went off, had five touchdown catches, just just went bananas in that game. Jordan had lost three straight down the stretch, got back in the win column last week. They've got some serious skill talent. Uh, so does Hightower. Jeremy Payne uh, and, the, and the big wide receiver on the outside whose name escapes me at the moment. But Hightower made the third round of the playoffs last year. They're, this is Jordan's first playoff run. Should be a fun, fun matchup uh, to open the playoffs there. Uh, I don't know where that game is going to be. Is it Thursday or Friday night? Let's look real quick. Friday night at Mercer Stadium. Keep an eye on that one. Hightower and Katie Jordan's another really tasty first-round matchup. Again, and Houston is where the big school first-round mm-hmm. good matchups are. That's a great first-round game. It really is. Uh, down to Region 4 of 6A Division Two, And true or false, the biggest winner of the playoff bracket uh, of the playoff bracket shakeout is the Civil of Steel Knights. Yeah, not only did they land in Division Two and, and and get away from from late Travis and Westlake, who have, who have been their ne- playoff nemesis, but Vandergrift goes Division One, who would have been the favorite in Six A uh, Division One, re- Division Two, Region Four. So now I, I think we're we're careening uh, towards a um, I believe the bracket shakes out to a fourth round playoff game between us, mm-hmm. Steel and Dripping Springs. I mean, I I think those two teams are 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 head and shoulders ab- above the field. In this region, if if I'm picking out a sleeper, I'm probably going to go to San Antonio Harlan, mm-hmm. uh, who's ten and zero, champion of twenty nine six A. They would potentially get steel um, Thanksgiving weekend in what would be a, a massive game uh, in the Alamo City. Uh, yeah, if, if if it gets to a second round matchup between Cibolo Steel and Round Rock McNeil, uh, I think David Sines should should bring them like a fruit basket. 
and just be like, guys, I just want to thank you for everything that you've done for me. Um, the uh, the other team, the other team I'll bring up here. So we talked about Dripping Springs. I think we're I think we're careening towards Dripping Springs and Steel uh, in a regional final. Can San Antonio get past Austin? It's just kind of like that's just a, a big question. It's an open question. Well, it, it, and Brennan, we we uh, we'll give San Antonio credit. Yeah. Brennan last year did beat Lake Travis in round three, but then. Yeah. It was kind of their Super Bowl, it felt like. And then round four, they didn't have anything left for Westlake and got drilled. The other team I am interested in, um, and and certainly I'm not picking them to win the region, Westlaco is coming off their first undefeated regular season since 1991, okay? And they are, you want to talk about like a sustainable model for Westlaco? It's like, you know what you're getting. They're going to run the ball, and they're going to hold you to about 21 points. Like, that's what they're going to do. And... I don't know. I I like this West Coast team. I could see them in. I could see them playing in Thanksgiving, which would be fun. Uh, all right. What is your state championship game? Uh, I've got to go DeSoto over over Summer Creek in an absolute classic. That's going to be the final game of the Texas high school football season. Division two is the second game this year, and a lot, a lot of years Division two feels like a sideshow. Not this year. I think DeSoto Summer Creek would be an absolute banger. Yeah, I think you want to talk about physical football. Um, yeah, I agree. I like DeSoto over over Summer Creek. Uh, I think it'll be a fabulous, fabulous football game and a great way to end uh, the season. Get on up with Dark and Bold from Community Coffee. Look for it at your local grocery or communitycoffee.com. All right. On to 5A, 5A Division One. Um, we'll start with Region One and 5A Division One. And Alito lives here. You you want to go to Region Two? I mean, it would shock me if anyone other than Alito. I, I would be floored. I, I won't even say shocked. I'll say floored if anyone other than Alito wins the region. If we're looking for for top contenders, I would say I'll tell you this. Denton Ryan and Abilene, that's a tasty round two mm-hmm. potential matchup. I think those two teams potentially could could push Alito. And then I think uh, uh, a 10-0 Red Oak ball club uh, there in District 4 who would see Alito in round three uh, would be the the, the three picks yeah. that I would say are, are best equipped to challenge Alito. But it's still Alito by a lot. The other thing, the other thing is that uh, like uh, for Red Oak, because I was excited about Red Oak as well. But uh, it sounds like their quarterback was injured in their region in their their regular season finale, and if he's out for any significant period of time, specifically in round three against Alito, that's probably Church. Um, yeah, right now the computer has Alito as a sixteen point favorite over the second rated team in the region, which is Abilene. So, grain of salt there. Uh, okay, region two. Uh, now, now let's get funky. Uh, cause region two, I, I brought this up on TFT today. We all picked Longview, and I hate that. I hate it because yeah. Yeah. this is a region that's got like eight contenders. Yeah. It's thick with two seeds. There's yeah. it's thick with contenders. And, and I think it starts with, uh, the two Frisco schools. I think Lone Star and Reedy are both really, really underrated and, and equipped to, to make a little bit of noise. Longview, if Longview is going to get out of this region, they're going to have to run a little bit of a gauntlet, mm-hmm. starting with potentially Frisco Reedy in round round two, and then potentially Timberview in round three, and then if you get to round four, probably a rematch of Forty or Lone Star or 
how about those ten and zero Richland Royals? I mm-hmm. mean, that I could see them at the top. This is a lot of good teams, and I'll say this: Laporte's the one seed <laughs> out of District Eight. Uh huh. That is a four seed. I do not want to see in Lancaster because Lancaster, when Lancaster's good, when good Lancaster shows up, they are a problem. This is a Lancaster team that that pushed Longview for three quarters, pushed Denton Geyer to the brink as well. This is a Lancaster team that that this is. If you're Laporte and you're like, man, we're the one seed, we're feeling good, and you see number four seed Lancaster draw, and that's that's a tough first round matchup. Lancaster is a dangerous four seed. Yeah, uh, Lancaster Laporte is a huge first round matchup. I'm also interested in Timberview and Wakeland. Um, can Timberview strong, like yeah. you want to talk about like for Timberview, this is the second best team they've played this year. Like, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and so we'll find out real quick about Timberview, uh, you know, there. But you're, I think you're right. The thick with two C's is a good way to describe region two. Uh, region three. Uh, this is also this. I'll say this about region three. It feels top heavy. I don't know. I think there is a there is a class system here of haves and have nots between region in region three. But the, the haves have it. Uh, and you're talking. How many talk- halves do you got? How many halves? Mm-hmm. I got three. Mm-hmm. I got three halves. I got four. Okay. I got four. Who's your four? I got Fulcher, Smithson Valley, and College Station is my three. Who's who's number four? I kind of like San Antonio Wagner. They're they're, they're a, a weirdo offense, hard to game plan for. Mm-hmm. They they run One it week. well. Notice, yeah. When that off when that off like the thing is like. When it when it doesn't work, it's over. Like they like if you if you diagnose it or they put the ball on the ground a bunch, like game over. But if it's run if it's rolling, they're they're dangerous. But yeah, I think that you're right. That and by the way, that's a first round matchup with AM consolidated. That is a showstopper. Um tough first round draw. They got they gotta go all the way to college station. And AM consolidated played college station to a seven point game a couple weeks ago. So mm-hmm. Brandon Schmidt's got a good team over there. That's a tough and then if they get out of that, they're looking at Fulcher, Fulcher. round two. Yeah, that's a it's a it's a brutal draw. Yeah. Uh, Galveston Ball had the dreaded ten and one last year. Um, I, I think they get by Angleton, but then I think New Braunfels Canyon is probably gonna gonna take care of them. But yeah, yeah, I think you're looking at Smithson Valley as uh, Smithson Valley and College Station, who played an absolute classic last year, and they'd meet each other Thanksgiving weekend. Mm-hmm. Be, yeah, I think those are the two best teams in the region. Uh, I went with Smithson Valley to win the region, but mm-hmm. College Station winning the region wouldn't shock me. No, it's, I mean, that's, that's, I think that's, that's exactly right. Uh, and then Fullshear, you know, Fullshear certainly got the juice offensively. Like they are a fun team to watch offensively. And then there's 5A Division One Region Four, Matthew. And, uh, well, it's, it's a sweep. It is a sweep. It's a valley sweep. It's a valley sweep with, with PSJ North. Uh, and, and what can you say about Marcus Kaufman's ball club? They, they went 13 and one last year. We knew they would be really, really good this year. They brought back 21 starters and they've been, as dominant as any team in the state of Texas, wire to wire this year. They have, mm-hmm. you know, granted their level of competition, relative to their competition, they have been as dominant as anyone. In fact, probably I would say for my money, the most dominant team in the state of Texas weeks one through weeks week 11. They've been just unbelievable. They're the favorite in region four. And the weird thing is, is they're going to, pro- because they lost so many coin flips last year, mm-hmm. they're potentially going to be able to get multiple games at home and in, in the playoffs throughout the playoff run. And let me tell you, they need to be sending flowers to Victoria East. 
because the favor they did for them of knocking off Corpus Christi Veterans Memorial and knocking vets to the third seed means that they will not play a Corpus team until the regional semifinals. Now, they might go back-to-back, Vets and then Miller, but that's if Miller gets by Edinburgh Vela, by the way. Um, and that's going to be an area-round matchup in, uh, you know, no, they'll they'll flip for that uh, between Miller and Vela. This is a, for, for PSJ North, this is this is all you can ask for. This is as good as it gets. And now, you know, Veterans Memorial. It's interesting that like they have these past couple of weeks. Like the, the they down the stretch, they did not play well, but their defense is good enough that if they want, like they can keep everything close. And then it's just a matter of making plays. Because you, I know you were at the game last year where PSJ North just they fumbled the ball a bunch. They just couldn't like they couldn't hold on to the ball. And yeah, they lost by seven. I mean, it was it was a nip and tuck game throughout through, throughout the way. And, and if they get that rematch, they get it at home. So I wonder if Corpus Christi Vets was was very that they had that playoff mojo and that playoff experience. Now PSJ North they they played four playoff games last year. This is this is not new to them. They're gonna they're gonna be primed and ready. Um, I I think if anyone in the region presents them a, the biggest challenge, I think from a matchup standpoint, it's still Corpus Christi Miller because of the skill talent that Miller has on the outside. That's a contrast of styles because PSJ North is a defense run game trenches kind of team where Miller is more about the skill kids on both sides mm-hmm. of the ball. Uh, and they would have a second, they would have an area round matchup with Edinburgh Vela, who is uh, mind you still very good. Like we've talked a lot about PSJ North Edinburgh Vela still very good. Uh, and we will, we will find out. Yeah. Yeah. Round two against Miller. That should be fun. All right, what is your state championship pick in 5A Division One? I? I really want to pick PSJA North to make the state championship game just because I think it'll be so much fun. I don't think they're going to pass the region. It'll be Friday night. Yeah, I don't think they're going to get past the Region 3 champ, whether yeah. it's Smithson Valley or College Station. Uh, I'm going to go Alito. I'm going to go real chalky here and go Alito over Smithson Valley. And I'm going to go a rematch of last year, Alito over College Station. All right. 5A Division 2 we go. 5A Division 2 into Region 1. The very clear power in Region 1 lies in District 3 and then the top of District 4. Am I speaking out of turn here? No, I would agree. Uh, Argyle, Argyle, the reigning regional champ. uh, To the victor go the spoils because they get a nice draw. Really and truly, they're going to be big favorites over Fort Worth Wyatt, and then they're going to be big favorites over Abilene, oh, probably over Abilene Wiley. Um, and then they're probably getting Colleyville Heritage, and that's probably rubber meets the road situation there for for uh, for Argyle and Colleyville Heritage, two teams that I think are on that short list of contenders. Yeah, I, I would agree. I, I think I think Argyle and Colleyville are the top two teams in the region across the board. Colleyville was my pick to win the region, uh, but could totally see Argyle winning, winning the region as well. Um, you know, Frisco Emerson still looms, and I know we kind of buried them after that that really kind of head scratching loss to Lake Dallas. Uh, keep an eye on them. They're still they still Frisco Emerson may have the best player in the entire region, and Mike mm-hmm. Hawkins, and he's the kind of guy who can kick, put a team on yeah. his back. And then you know my sleeper is Wichita Falls Rider. They're 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 playing for everything. This is their final season, last one, best one. They're kind of that's their motto. Um, they're going to be a really tough out because every week it's that they're potentially playing the last game in the history of their school. Very unique circumstances there for Ryder. They're going to be tough out. I mean, this is a Ryder team last year that lost to Argyle seven to nothing in the third round of the playoffs last year. So 
they don't fear Argyle by any means. They'll be ready to go. It's wild to say Wichita Falls Riders a sleeper, con- considering like how for years and years it was Ryder and Cooper to reach the final. Yeah, yeah. But nobody's uh, talking about them, and they're they're sitting there, and they're, they're district champs, and 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 they're on kind of I think a the quote that they don't they wouldn't see Argyle or Colleyville till round four. Five A Division uh, to Region Two. Um, let's talk about how Everman's going to upset South Oak Cliff. Yeah, my Bulldogs are having a you know, <laughs> little bit of a down year. Six it's and four, a... probably big, big underdogs. But I will say the last time they played South Oak Cliff, that was South Oak Cliff's first state title run. They they played South Oak Cliff tough in that game. So South Oak Cliff's a big favorite, but I ho- hopefully my Bulldogs can make a, 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 a admirable showing in that game. True, true or false, Region 2, as far as 5A Division 2 is concerned, Region 2 is the clear deepest region of the of, uh, in the bracket yeah 5a division two as a whole is very much like shrug emoji like i don't mm-hmm. know who the hell yeah. is gonna win this thing um uh, you know i i went really off the board and took the back-to-back state champs to win the region but i think we had i think you mentioned this in our slack we had five different state champions yeah between the five of us it's it's that shows you how and, wide open this whole bracket is. and by the way i believe four of them came from this region yeah, uh, this, is be- the, this is the region that's loaded. Yeah. So South Oak Cliff, of course, the two-time defending state champs. I don't know if they're as good as they were last year. Well, let me put it this way. I think they're more consistent and more of a threat offensively than they were last year. They are. They, they, they've taken a step back defense, which you, you had to expect them to take a step oh, back. Oh, God. Kyle, Kyle, I love Kyle Ward. I think he's one of the best defensive coordinators in Texas. He could be a head coach if he wanted at multiple jobs. That he chooses to stay as a defensive coordinator at SOC. He does a great job. They just aren't as talented as they have been. And that's no knock on any coaches at SOC. It's just a fact. They graduated a generational class of senior talent, and they're replacing it with talented kids, but not as talented as the kids mm-hmm. they had before. So they were, of course, going to take a step back. Um, but offensively, I think they are a little bit better. They're a little more consistent. They can really throw the ball. I think they, they found the running game late in the year. They're going to be a tough out, but this region – it is full of potential uh, landmines. And, and I think the chief and first and foremost landmine is uh, a team South Oak Cliff knows very well. And it's the Lovejoy Leopards. I watched them last week against Melissa. This is not a soft pillowcase Lovejoy team. They play physical, they get after it. And that's what has been lacking for them the past couple of years. They looked very physical. They were up for the fight against Melissa. Peyton Pierce is. He's got that dog in him. Mm-hmm. He's unbelievable. Um, they and they still are dynamic on the outside. They're, they're battling some injuries on the outside, but it doesn't matter. They just plug and play different guys in there, and they're able to move the football. So, I'm interested to see what Lovejoy can get done, and if they can they can get to a potential uh, regional final um, rematch against South Oak Cliff. Um, and then, buddy, this. Yeah. South Oak Cliff is playing Melissa in the second round. And you want to talk about a yeah. team that we've talked about all year long as matching up well with South Oak Cliff. Melissa up front matches up. Melissa in the trenches, and their front seven on defense, really, really good. Gunnar Wilson and Nigel Smith are outstanding. you got an OU commit and an Oklahoma State commit there uh, for the Melissa Cardinals. Offensively, I got some concerns about Melissa. Mm-hmm. They their, their receivers just weren't able to separate against Lovejoy. If they can't separate against Lovejoy, I don't think they're going to be able to separate against South Oak Cliff and their DBs. So some concerns there. Midlothian Heritage, undefeated, um, flying under the radar. Nobody talks about them. Eric Edwards in his second year has done another incredible job with those guys. They're just kind of ho-humming along. Nobody's talking about them. And then your sleeper, they're doing it again. 
They're playing again. well late in the year. Mm-hmm. It is Mansfield Summit. They mm-hmm. looked terrible in the middle part of the year, and it, we completely kicked them to the curb. And then they started out with they blow out Everman, they drill Ennis. They they are they're they're playing well at the right time. Keep an eye on Mansfield Summit. If, if there's a team that matches up in the trenches and athletically with Southfield Cliff, it's Mansfield Summit. Keep an eye on the Jags. Shannon Hall's ball club seems to flip the switch come playoff time. Uh, a week ago, we would have been talking about Texas High, and then just a, I like I texted you like because you sent me the rankings. Uh, and it was like it was like loss because like and this is this is true. So step set, uh, you you finished up the five A division two rankings and you sent them to me, and uh, you had forgotten to say who dropped out. And but I noticed in the thing I was like, oh, number four got dropped out. Oh, who's number four? And I went out I'm like Texas High. Who they play this week? And then you look, it's like oh, they got drilled into the core of the earth by Longview Pine Tree. Yeah, a puzzling loss. And let me tell you. They got to play Terrell this week. Mm-hmm. Terrell is not a fun four seed to play. If you remember, Terrell went to Texas High last year and beat Texas High, so that's going to be a tough. And then if they if they win that one, they got to play Mansfield Summit most likely in round two. Mm-hmm. So tough draw for Jerry Stanford's ball club in Texas High. Region two is going to be a lot of fun. Region three is kind of that interesting Central Texas Houston area mix. Uh, mix them up. Plus a little bit of kind of Central Texas as far as Waco is concerned with with uh, a couple of interesting programs there. I am uh, I'm I'm trying to find a reason why it's not PNG and I'm coming up empty. I just think that they are such a like they're so built for playoffs. They're so built for playoff football, which is like their defense is going to show up every single week. Now. I think every game, every game. Now, I don't think that Brenham's going to be a whole lot of fun to play in the first round. That's a that's a much better than their record indicates Brenham team. But they get past that. We're probably looking at them against the other certified bona fide contender in this region, the new number one team in five A Division two, the Lake Creek Lions. And you want to talk about a contrast in styles there? Yeah, Lake Creek is. is is cut the brakes. They want to all cast no brakes. Yeah, they want to get get up and down the field. They they want to um, they they want to score. They want they want to put up half a hundred if they can. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the other side of the bracket, that's kind of the dirty side of the bracket. Um, with uh, with Lake Creek and PNG, the bottom side of the bracket has a, um, I mean they've got a number of teams that are that are, I think are flying under the radar. That Richmond Randall Fort Ben Marshall first round matchup. That's a great first round matchup. That's a fun first round matchup. That's a team that in Richmond Randall that doesn't have second year program. Brian Randall's did a great job there. They've got a freshman running back, Landon uh, Williams Callis, who is unbelievable. Fort Ben Marshall had that er, that midseason stumble. If Fort Ben Marshall can figure out the offense, which is weird to say, they can make a deep run. They they are legit on the defenses. They have their best defense they've ever had, in my opinion. There at Marshall, and then you've got Texas City, who is a really intriguing ball club. Uh, you know, nine and one on the year. Their one loss is to PNG. Uh, their t- game, I believe. I believe it's the yeah. game too. And then keep an eye on Belton. Belton is the team that kind of came out of that 5 A Division two morass of like who's gonna who's gonna go where. Um, yeah, nine and nine and one. They went nine and one this year. Very very good. You know, Brent Sniffens has done a good job there at Belton. So 
a, a more fun region than what you would think on the surface. This is apropos of nothing, but it's probably the last time we'll talk about them. Uh, did you see how Pflugerville made it to the playoffs? <laughs> I did. Yeah, a walk off. Uh, a walk off, like intercepted pitch, <laughs> taken yeah, back for a crazy. touchdown in overtime. Yeah. Wild. Anyway, well, Taylor's done a nice job with Pflugerville to get them into the postseason. They got they got their hands full this week with LBJ. Uh, to Region Four we go. Um, is there any reason? I mean, the only pause that Alamo Heights gives me is the schedule because they haven't, they've only played in district for the last nine games. Yes. And their district, to be fair, is not the strongest district in the world. They have now they, the mules have done what they should do against that competition, yes. blown it all out. But they, the, the, much like South Oak Cliff in their district, uh, they got to turn up the volume real quick and, and in a hurry because it, it, it this, this competition ramps up this week with a, a very tricky Lockhart team led by Ashton Dickens who can put yes. up points. So Alamo Heights is going to need to – now the difference between South Oak Cliff and Alamo Heights is South Oak Cliff played three non-district games mm-hmm. or four non-district games and kind of got, got rolling. Alamo Heights played one and they were in a district. So it's going to it's gonna ramp up real quick for Alamo Heights. I think the story in Region 4 is is – what do we make of Liberty Hill and their struggles mm-hmm. this year? They have had an unusual amount of struggles this year. Finished second in their district, lost two district ball games, and finished six and four. Um, is San Antonio Piper for real? Mm-hmm. I mean that loss that that loss early in the year to Wimberley still sticks in my craw. Not that Wimberley is a bad team, but they got blown out by four A Division two, so it still sticks in my craw a little bit. Is Piper for real? And then you know a team like Corpus Christi Flower Bluff, I, I think is is primed to uh, potentially be the team that challenges Liberty Hill on the bottom side of the bracket. Liberty Hill's interesting because I could see them winning the region and I could also see Harlandale beating them. Like, legit. Like, Harlandale's a good ball club. Like, that's a good ball club down there Solid. with the Indians. Howard Torres is a good team, yeah. Uh, and uh, two, two under-the-radar games to keep an eye on this week. San Antonio Burbank and San Antonio Veterans Memorial is a really fun matchup. How does Burbank, whose defense has been pretty good this year, how do they match up with James Peoples and San Antonio Veterans Memorial? And then Gregory Portland and Roma. I am into that. <laughs> Not it's a nine and one Roma team that finished that ended up finishing third in their district on a tiebreaker. So tough, tough draw for Gregory Portland to, to play a team that good in round one. Yeah. Uh, all right. What is your five A Division two state championship pick? I'm gonna go. Uh, go South Oak Cliff over Alamo Heights. Okay. I'm gonna go with Melissa over PNG in a state championship game in a uh, in a game that ends fourteen to eleven. Um, you want to talk about a rock fight game, Melissa and Melissa PNG. But yeah, go check our, our predictions on TexasFootball.com and you will see that we have predictions for five five predictors, five different state champions, which is, I think, it telling of the entire situation. Agree. Wing is the largest residential drone delivery provider in the world, delivering to your home in less than 30 minutes. Order using an app just like other popular delivery services, and Wing's automated drone takes care of the rest. It's fast, safe, and sustainable, and it's now delivering to parts of Dallas-Fort Worth, Texas. You can learn more at wing.com slash texasfootball. Again, that's wing.com slash texasfootball. All right, to 4A we go. 
4A Division One. Region one, you and I have are linking arms and we're uh, we're holding hands and skipping into the abyss with Decatur. Uh, and I'm I don't know. I think they're I think they're just a lot better than they were at the beginning of the season. Like I I don't like I think they're better than six and four. You look at their the teams they lost to. I mean, they have a, a close loss of Stephenville, like a two point loss of Stephenville. I think a seven point loss to Anna, loss to Wichita Falls Rider. Uh, I think the one loss that, that that is a little bit more inexplicable is the Alvarado loss. That's the one that I, I don't think is easy, more easily explained. But Decatur possibly could have been a little bit. just That, that was a gauntlet mm-hmm. they had to run non-district. Steve Huff knows how to win playoff games. He Bingo. did it at College Station. He did it last year at Decatur, getting getting them to the, to the uh, state semifinals. That guy can coach, and he knows how to coach playoff football. And they've got, they got a game changer in Nate Palmer. I mean, that guy – that guy can put Decatur on his back. So um, I really, really think Decatur is going to be a, a tough out in region one. The other two, the other thing there is they're on the, they're on the favorable side of that bracket because the top end with Brown, Brownwood and, and Springtown are, are on a collision course. It feels like on Thanksgiving weekend. I agree. Yeah. The the problem for me with, with, with the lions especially is just, do they have anyone other than I call that can do mm-hmm. anything on offense? It's they're very centric on I call. And if I call doesn't get it done, I don't know if, if the lions can get out and, and get past a Springtown team, potentially in round three uh, to region two, we go a four, eight division one. Uh, and a lot, a lot of your opinion on four, eight division one depends on what you think of Panther Creek Salina and how we, how we kind of parse through what happened there because I don't know. I think I'm still buying in on Salina. It was a very controversial win for Panther Creek over Salina. If you saw the, the, the mm-hmm. replay of the last touchdown for Panther Creek, come to your own conclusions there. Obviously officials came to one conclusion. Salina vehemently disagreed and uh, you know, it is what it is. And, and, and I think actually it probably put Salina, I think, if there is a soft side of the bracket on a little bit of the softer mm-hmm. side of the bracket, I think they should be able to get to round three. Whereas, you know, Panther Creek, I think they're looking at a real tricky round two matchup against Waco La Vega. That is mm-hmm. Don Hyde's ball club is not a team I want to see in the playoffs. They're they're, they're they've got they've close losses to China Spring and Stephenville in district play. They're gonna be they're they're gonna be a tough out. So that's a that's a tough bracket there for Panther Creek. And you look at the bottom side of the bracket. Anna, oh. China Spring, round two. Goodness gracious, that's a regional final rematch from the last year. Can the Coyotes? The Coyotes have struggled a little bit late in the year. They barely beat Paris week 10. And a good Sulphur, Sulphur Springs is very good. They finished 8-2, and two, but that was a close ball game throughout. Anna pulled away late. That's a really, really tough uh, matchup there in, in, in round two. That's a, that's a regional final type matchup that we're going to see in the second round of the playoffs. Region two is loaded. Yeah, Anna, Anna China Spring is a matchup of two teams that are absolutely capable of winning every game, but are also like, it seems like like clearly flawed and and yes. who shows up like and also two teams that had all the magic in the world last year like they were just they had the magic touch who still got it yeah. uh this year uh and then we you know and we I mentioned think, good i'm sorry i think we haven't talked about the regional my regional favorite that's mm-hmm. stevenville mm-hmm. i watched their game stand the storm against china spring and that was a impressive performance stevenville both sides of the ball is a complete team i think they're the favorite in region two 
Their defense is legit. Uh, my sleeper, I'm not saying they're going to make a deep run, but uh, I think they can give Stephenville fits in the second round. Dude, Dallas Carter, if they get by Sulphur Springs, Carter's Carter's legit. Like, Carter can play. And they're tough, yeah, they're, yeah, they're, tough. they're tough. And they, they kind of play, they play with that swagger. Um, they're going to be a they tough They gave out. Solana a really good run a couple weeks ago. They gave Solana all they wanted. So very good Dallas Carter team. To Region 3, um, and... I mean, so again, everyone picked Kilgore, and I hate that. Like, because I could see, I think there's, first of all, there's one undefeated team in this region that I think certainly is deserving of some love, and that's Iowa Colony. Yeah, back-to-back wins over Bay City and uh, Needville. I mean, mm-hmm. they've proven it at this point. You know, we, we talked about Iowa Colony. Oh, they hadn't played anyone yet. You know, let's see what they can do. Well, they beat Bay City on the road, and they beat Needville at home uh, to go 10-0, and so... They're legit, and I, I think they're they're a team that that uh, round two against Lindale is going to be tough, and then round three, you know, the East Texas teams have really had the run of Region Three, and I think Kilgore is the favorite in Region Three. But you know, Iowa Colony, you got I think um, Lumberton after a slow mm-hmm. start got got their act together. I still think Bay City could beat anyone in this region on any given day. Uh, Bay City and, and Kilgore round two, sign me up for that. That's an unbelievable uh, potential second round game. And if Chapel Hill gets it together, they're dangerous. But I think something's missing with Chapel Hill this year. I can't put my finger on it, but they've struggled down, you know, lost to Lindale, mm-hmm. barely beat Athens, got drilled by Kilgore last week. They something's not right with Chapel Hill. And I don't know if they can if Jeff Reardon and the ball club can get the get the ship righted. Uh now they do have a Pretty favorable draw to where I think they mm-hmm. get to round three, but I think they're going to be underdogs against Lindale or Iowa Colony in round three. Uh, I am as kind of a hipster. If there is such a thing as a hipster game, uh, Needville and Houston Yates is a fun matchup. Houston Yates loses to Worthing in the uh, to to drop to second place, and they're they now have to face Needville as opposed to Worthing, who I think is going to beat El Campo. Uh, okay. yeah, that'd be big for Houston ISD. I, I'm telling you, Worthing's legit, dude. Their defense, their defense is nasty. Their defense is legit. So, um, yeah, this is it's a it's a fun region. Uh, Kilgore looks the part, uh, and certainly they've got the pedigree. But I think that there's enough depth in this region that you kind of have to give yourself some pause. Uh, and finally into Region Four, a four A Division One, and okay. This is the thing that the only thing that gives me pause is that because Bernie's your favorite here. I don't think I'm going out on a limb here. Bernie's the reigning state runner up a year ago. Bernie is getting healthy at the right time, which is so important. Um, isn't Jackson Bays is back, right? He is. He is. Yeah, that's that's huge. Even though Hank Hendricks did a great job for them, kind of holding down the fort. Um, but there are a couple of teams, dude, the computer loves and i don't know why and i can't figure it out okay lavernia the computer loves lavernia and the computer loves alice Mm -hmm. and i think alice is living off that uh the computer must love that win over that dominant win over cal i think that's it yeah um bernie lavernia round two that's Mm -hmm. bernie lavernia is very interesting the thing about lavernia is that there are two losses are to Port Lavaca Calhoun and to Sinton, and both by one score. So they're in every game. 
And and they also just kicked the dog out of other teams. Like they beat Beville Jones 49 nothing. Um good Beville Jones team. That is Beville team. Uh I am uh, I think my I think my first round pick to click is uh Somerset Burnett. That's a fun, evenly matched team. Uh and and by the way, you win that game, you're probably getting Port Lavac Calhoun, and that's a Calhoun team that's like they've been so up and down that you catch them on the right day, you could be in the third round. You could, but also Calhoun, they get rolling. They're they're tough to prepare for. Yes. The Sand Crabs are really a, their offense is very unique. They're a tough team to get ready for. And then what about San Antonio Davenport at the yes. top of the bracket? They had kind of a little bit of a of a mixed bag with them this year. Not quite as consistent as last year, but you know, I think not having Shaston Golden running the football this year has kind of hurt them a little bit. Davenport's still a very dangerous team. They're at the top of the bracket. Yeah, they had that kind of two-game stretch in their early going where they lost to Kerrville Tyvee and then they lost to Piper. And I think we were like, uh oh, what's wrong with Davenport? You know, it's the Shasta and Golden Hangover. But they've been they've been good ever since and and they they can put up points in a hurry. Um so yeah. All right, what is your state championship pick in four A Division One? Give me Kilgore over Stephenville. All right. I am going with boy, I don't even remember. Who did I pick? <laughs> <laughs> but but oh Bernie, give me Bernie yeah, give me Bernie over Salina in a okay. slam bang affair there at stage at AT and T Stadium. All right, to four A Division two we go, and your this is your Tep and Step bracket breakdown episode. Four A Division two, Region one, um, you are you are singing the praises of uh. I, Canyon West Plains. Um, I think there's right. I think there's three teams that you can reasonably pick here in region one. And the interesting thing is they're all on the same side of the bracket. Yeah. The, you know, West Plains is gonna have to get through uh get through Graham in round two potentially, and then uh Monahan's possibly in round three. So uh tough draw for the Wolves, but Adam Cummings ball club, nine and one this year, big win. A big win over Canyon in, in non-district. That was kind of their signature win to beat Canyon. Um, blew through Seminole, and they have mm-hmm. playoff experience. This is year two of their program. They went to the second round of the playoffs last year. All those kids are back. I, I like this West Plains ball club. They're basically a Division One team playing Division Two. West Plains is moving up to 4A Division One. They've got a lot of depth, 1,200 kids in the school right now. They're going to have a big advantage over a lot of these teams in Region One. Yes, but they don't have Chino Navarrete. They don't have Chino Navarrete, the uh, Monahan's quarterback, who just dudes rock crazy. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's a dudes rock player of the week. The question I have about Monahan's is on the defensive side yeah. of the ball. Can Monahan's get enough stops to 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 get? I mean, they made the regional final last year, but the run run ended against Glen Rose, and we're not even talking about Glen Rose in the, Buddy, the bracket. It's what's so funny? Quietly, you know, I was, quiet. I was just looking at that, and I'm like. Man, you look at the bottom side of the bracket, and it's like Seminole, pretty good. You know, Wichita Falls, Hershey, kind of up and down. Fort Stockton, maybe. And then it's like, buddy, is Glen Rose going to up and get to a regional final again? They absolutely could. After being one in four with a one-point win over Gatesville as their only win. Yeah. Uh, they got yeah. it together. They, they figured it out. Yeah, they absolutely have. All right, on to Region 2. Region 2 is where Carthage lives. Uh, this is not as simple as saying this is where Alito lives, but uh, Carthage is, in my opinion, the favorite in 4A Division II, at least Region Two, and arguably sure. uh, in, in the entire bracket. Um, the Remember, 
their closest game is a is a one score win in the opener against Kilgore with a quarterback making his first start. Uh, and since then, buddy, they're doing that Carthage thing again. Yeah, the machine is rolling and they're online. Yeah. But I'll tell you this year, last year we were looking at and we were like Carthage Gilmer round three. We were kind of circling it. I think deep down we all knew Carthage was, was going to beat Gilmer. We're looking at Carthage, Te- Texarkana, Pleasant Grove round three. Yep. I'm not convinced Carthage wins that game because Texarkana, Pleasant Grove, their front-end talent one through five is better than Carthage's one through five. Plus, there's a senior-heavy team for Texarkana, Pleasant Grove, very young Carthage team. I think that could be the recipe for an upset here. And if you're going to get Carthage, you better yep. get them before round three. If you let them get past Thanksgiving, it's over. probably winning a state championship. Yes. Absolutely. Round three, Thanksgiving weekend in East Texas, Pleasant Grove and Carthage. That's going to be the game of the year out in in the, in the nine oh three. I think Pleasant Grove is at their front end town mm-hmm. is loaded. Uh, top side of the bracket, uh, Aubrey's an interesting team. Uh, I'm interested in what Sunnyvale's got cooking. Uh, Van, I'm not throwing dirt on them, but let's stop and marvel at the Tep and Step. Uh, Tep and Step cut the brakes game of the week. Gilmer and center. <laughs> We're going to set the over under at 130 in that game. Okay. First one to 70 wins. It's, Dude, it's, because it's the coordinators have got to be like, really? This is what we get first round of the playoffs? These two? As I said on Tep and Step, these are two of the very best offenses in Texas, and their defenses also get jerseys. <laughs> Like, yeah, their defenses show up. I guess. Yes, their defenses are on the field. We'll their defenses that. are on the field. This is going to be a wide open and a lot of fun. But yeah, I think that uh, again, I think we're all waiting for Thanksgiving weekend, Carthage and Pleasant Grove, which feels. Great. I don't want to go too far, but like, feels close to a state championship game. I think there, I think what Pleasant Grove's number three in the state, and Carthage mm-hmm. is number one in the state in the final mm-hmm. rankings. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. On to region number three across the bracket, uh, and this is this is certainly the most athlete like uh, the most athletes live in this region. Uh, you've it's got deep. It's, it's, it's very deep. Region. You've got Silsby. That's a team a lot of people love, and for good reason. It's Draylon Miller. It's Ashton Cartwright. It's Trey Gibbles. It's all the all the dudes they do offensively. Um, I don't love how they've come down the stretch, but. Okay, um, I think I think we have to give Jasper especially a little bit of credit. Mm-hmm. Uh, for, I mean, you look at Jasper; they 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 lost to Hampshire Fanet by a field goal, so mm-hmm. this is a really good Jasper team as well. And Jasper, if you watch that game, they went very they 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 threw something completely out of the blue at Silsby that they weren't ready for, and basically Jasper went single wing. Mm-hmm. They basically put seven offensive linemen out there and then decided to put our Texas A&M commit linebacker, Ty Anthony Smith at wildcat quarterback. And they literally just, he just ran and, and he, it was like a guaranteed four yards. They could not stop him. It, it would be third and two and he would pick up four yards and just, he made a couple of superhuman plays. I think Jasper is a challenging matchup and Hey, don't be surprised if Jasper makes a little bit of a push. That's a really good team for Kendrick Crumity, but they're, they're, they're one of many, but here's solid, solid teams. Here's the problem for for them is that you're saying they lined up the single wing and they ran it at their rear end. What do you think Belleville is going to do in a regional semifinal? Very true. Because they're going to light it up. They got 3,000 yeah. yard backs like they're going to light it up and go. 
Now, unless they put the big D, uh, the big D tackle at running back, uh, the big uh, Sanders, uh, D, DJ Sanders, DJ San- unless they put DJ Sanders at running back, I don't know if they're going to have a guy quite like Ty. Do it. Do it. Running the football. <laughs> Short yardage back, right? A 300 um, pounds. Back. But you got Quero, mm-hmm. who, who, by the way, won the region last year. We're not, mm-hmm. we t- and Quero's top five in the state, 10 and 0. We haven't talked about the Gobblers at all, and they're just quietly rolling along there. You know, uh, you know, Fournette. I think I think the reason to 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 stop for a moment on Quero. I think the reason is that I saw questions about their their schedule. Like it's and we did we did last year. And they won yeah, the region. it's true, it's true, you know, it's true. They've got Quero as a team. I give the benefit of the doubt to just mm-hmm. because of the pedigree and they they've gotten it done. But I'll tell you this: you know, we talked about Belleville playing West Orange Stark in round one. That's not fun. Mm-hmm. That's it. West Orange Stark finished fourth. They played. But they played Silsby, Jasper, and Hampshire for net close. That's a good team. And then you got Waco Conley, who wild card. They're they're top three players, as good as anyone in the state on mm-hmm. any classification. They're mm-hmm. loaded. But can they be consistent? They got a nice win over Madisonville to close the season out. Very nice win. Um, but Conley, they're they're they got a tough road because they're looking at you know round two, having to play Jasper in round two, and that's that's going to be a a fun but challenging matchup. Uh, from region three to region four, where uh, whereas region three does not have a clear favorite and region two has like two teams that we're really excited to see play one another. Uh, region four has a clear favorite. It is Wimberley. And at this point, it would take what would be a double digit upset for them not to yeah. win the region. The, yeah. the the team that I see would be Sinton in a regional, but A, they're not going to see them until a regional final. And B, I just... I'm not sure that anybody's going to be able to to kind of throw handbags with with this a Wimberley offense right now. Yeah, Region Four in Four A Division Two is one of the most. And this is not a shot at the other teams, but the most least interesting region because I think mm-hmm. Wimberley is such a big favorite in this region. I, I just don't know, and I I kind of think they're going to blow most everyone out. This is there's not a lot of depth in Region Four. Moving that Quero district to Region Three really zapped a lot of the pizzazz out of Region Four. It's not a lot there. I think Wimberley's going to roll. Yeah, and uh, this is from a personal note. I was kind of bummed when Sinton beat Ingleside, only because Ingleside was super interesting, and now it's like, oh wait, like, never mind. Like, they're still interesting to me, and I think they'll probably show up in the third round of the playoffs against Wimberley. But like, I'm not sure they can stop anybody. Like, that's that's the problem. So, um, the interesting first round matchup, by the way, uh, there in Region Four, uh, Bandera and Gerald. Gerald. Is better than your normal three and seventeen, folks. Okay, mm-hmm. they have played a brutal schedule. Okay, they, uh, they are they're better than three and seven. And Bandera uh, is the champion of a district that I think is overall kind of weak. So yeah. that that's a shout four out versus to, shout out to Brady. Shout out yeah. to Brady Keen, Bandera <laughs> assistant coach and head boys basketball coach. That's a that's a that's a four over one special potentially. All right, what is your four A Division two state championship pick? I'm gonna go Carthage over Silsby. They've been one two all year, and I'm no reason to deviate deviate from it. Carthage over Silsby. What will be a fun state championship? Anytime you get the folks from Southeast Texas in, the, in at AT and T, it's a good time. Uh, I'm gonna stick with. I'm gonna I'm gonna go repeat of last year. I'm gonna go Carthage over Wimberley um, in a state championship game. But if Carthage uh, shows up at a state championship game, you can bet your rear end. I am not picking against Scott Surratt. I made that mistake literally one time, and I will not do that again. And then made you pay. Three, two, 
to 3A Division One we go, Matthew. Region one. Um this is where Brock lives. And I would love I would I would love to pick someone other than Brock. Not because I don't like Brock. I like Brock a lot. And I actually I find their style of football particularly aesthetically pleasing to me. I I enjoy watching Brock play football. But just for the sake of intrigue, I'd love to be able to say, what about this team? But I think they already beat the second best team in this in this region. Paradise. Yeah. Am I wrong? Yeah. I don't I mean I think Paradise and Bushland both have cases. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bushland's got a signature win. They have a win over Canyon West Plains, mm-hmm. which is saying something. It's mm-hmm. a nice win. That was week one. It's a lot of football's been played mm-hmm. since then. Um Bushland played Brock they led Brock for a half last year and then just imploded in the second half. So I think we're looking at a Bushland Brock regional final. Obviously, I would pick Brock to win that game. Maybe Bushland can get there, but Bushland's going to have to get by Paradise in round three. That's a that's a tough draw for Bushland mm-hmm. to go Paradise, Brock, potentially back-to-back. If there's one team on Brock's side of the bracket I think could challenge them a little bit, it might be Clyde, just because of how explosive they are on the offensive side of the ball. Blake Carr is a, is a dude, and uh, I think Clyde could potentially give Brock a run, but it just feels like a birthright that Brock's going to be going to be in the state semifinals. It does. It it just feels like not inevitable, but like I think you're right. Clyde might be that team that could just give them a lot of trouble. Uh, but they are a team that like I don't know. I, I need to be able to see them do it defensively uh, as well. Uh, let's go to Region Two. Region Two is where we're going to talk about Malakoff more than likely. Although mm-hmm. there's a real interesting, like, whereas for Brock, it's hard to like pinpoint teams that can challenge them. Not hard to pinpoint teams that can challenge Malakoff. Um, there's a few teams, including some teams they've gotten to know very well over the course of the past mm-hmm. decade or so that uh, they could see in probably starting about the third round. Yeah, I think Grandview and, and Malakoff, we know that playoff rivalry in the history of, of, of those two playing. Malakoff beat them pretty bad in their regular season meeting. That's not to say Grandview can't come back and be a challenge in, in the playoffs. A lot. Grandview's gotten better. They're very young. I think they figured some things out. I, I think Winsboro, I think mm-hmm. I think we're careening towards a Winsboro-Malakoff Winsboro, regional final, which would be a ton of fun. But Winsboro's got some, got some challenges on their side of the bracket, mm-hmm. namely... Uh, Whitney and Tatum. Tatum is if they can find some defense, they they are going to be a tough out. They are really really explosive offensively. They can score on just about anyone. And then you got Whitney. Um, they've had a nine and one year. Their one losses to Grandview, but they're really dynamic. Off Jer- Jared and Anderson and Trey Haynes, big time players for the Whitney Wildcats. I think that's a fun round two matchup between Whitney and Tatum potentially on the table. Uh, you want to talk about potentially like. Buddy, the late season swoon from Pottsboro has cost them dearly because you are talking about that loss to Mount Vernon. I mean, now they get Jefferson in the first round, and dude, I think Jefferson's going to beat them. Jefferson's a good team, and sure. and you get out of that, you got Grandview. Yeah, Grand. You're you're in the dirty side of the bracket. There's nowhere to hide really in this region. In this region, uh, but I do think you're right. I think I think Whitney Winsboro. Grandview and Malakoff is probably my short list of, of teams. Although keep an eye on West. West is they're they're always tough. They're, they're always powered by, powered by Kalachis. Darn darn sure. Make sure you gotta go into town to get them. 
so you know West has like the comma on their jerseys. Yes. I think they need. They also need to get a. You know, you know how Whitesboro has the peanuts on their stickers because they make peanuts in Whitesboro. Mm-hmm. I think West should get Kalachi. That'd be stickers. excellent. It's an excellent idea. The Coach Woodard. Yeah, we need to set the Coach Woodard. We're the we're the we're the we're the West comma Texas branding experts here. Uh, <laughs> to Region Three, where uh, a funny thing happened on the way to uh, to the brackets. Uh, nobody start. It, it turned out that nobody was talking about the two time defending champs. <laughs> Yeah, that's uh it's, it is it's weird. I think it's just a sign of, of what we think of Columbus this year. Mm-hmm. Four out of the five of us picked Columbus and for good reason that they're 10 and 0. They they blew through their district with uh, dominant wins even over Hitchcock. Uh they've got I think the best player in the region in in Schobel at quarterback. Um I think they've got Tyvon Whitehead the running back who who's burst onto the scene as well this year with a huge season. This is a complete team in Columbus and they they have that taste of that deep playoff run last year, losing in the fourth round to Franklin in a close, close game. I I think Columbus is the team to beat, but it's it's not a given because their their draw is, is difficult. They're going to have to get through uh, potentially um, a underrated Woodville team in round two, mm-hmm. and then in round three they're staring at Lorena in round three, who they only beat by a field goal last year. So I mean, and then if you get through Lorena, you're probably going to be seeing Franklin again in the regional final. So because I, I think Franklin's going to get to the regional final on the other side of the bracket. I know we love Hitchcock, and Hitchcock is explosive mm-hmm. on offense, led by Lloyd-Jones, Texas Tech committed quarterback. But the questions about Hitchcock are still there. Defensively and up front on both sides of the ball, that's not a recipe for success in the playoffs, especially against a team like Franklin. I'll say this. I'm putting Franklin on upset watch in the first round. The battle-tested Hallettsville team. Mm-hmm. That's a, a battle-tested Hallettsville squad. That's a good third-place team. That's a good third-place team. Um, Those 11 versus 12 district matchups are all. Heck, heck dude, Lorena Yoakum's a banger. Yeah, you, you, you know, I think the most lopsided one is Columbus Rockdale. I think Columbus yeah, yeah. is a big favorite over Rockdale. But Lorena's over here going, we're the one seed, and we got to play these guys in round one. Yoakum is a dangerous four seed. Buddy, Hitchcock Academy's a great game. Yeah. Like, it's a this, it, it, this You're, week by district region three, three yeah. division one. Put your eyes on region. It's three. those eleven, those eleven and twelve games uh, outside of district eleven and twelve. You mentioned Woodville; they're interesting to me. Um, East Chambers intrigues me. I'm buying a little bit of stock in East Chambers. Um, that that's a team Dye that I think defense. Yeah, see, of the exact opposite of Hitchcock, Die Ball's defense interests me. I don't know if Die mm-hmm. Ball can score enough on the offensive side of the ball. But their yeah. defense. Yeah. They've been they've been winning some low scoring but, games, but I think that you're right. I think that kind of we're all like somebody's got to prove that they can hang with Columbus, and that's kind of they're 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 the the measuring stick right now. Uh, down in Region Four, uh, uh <laughs> I mean this is the most you want to talk about. Um, I mean this in a nice way. You want to talk about the most anonymous like region here. Um, there's not a state ranked team here. I think it's the only region without a state ranked team. And and I'm not sure I can separate the first team from about the fifth team by more than about a touchdown. Yeah, you know, preseason and up till about week eight, we were like, this is Edna's region mm-hmm. and there's no one stopping Edna. And then Goliad goes out and drills them in district mm-hmm. play uh, and really kind of give us some concerns about Edna. Um Jordanton could be a team to watch out for. They're 10-0, and 0, including a win over Goliad in non-district. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, Jordanton, Edna, round two. 
That's a that's a tasty mm-hmm. round two matchup. My sleeper is Randolph, the Rohawks. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to to Randolph Air Force Base, the the, the air troops. Uh, they're explosive. They're dynamic. They went nine and one this year. Their one loss was in their rivalry game to San Antonio Cole in a close one that they got down early and almost climbed all the way back. Randolph is tough. I don't know if they have the playoff pedigree, but I think Randolph can go two or three rounds deep. Um, and then you got Goliath, who, who mm-hmm. won the district over over Edna. They're kind of on the the what I would say is the the clean side of the bracket. I I think Goliath's going to get to a regional final. Yeah, and I, think... I think they're going to play either Randolph, Edna, or Jordanton in the regional final. Yeah, I was. I, I'm glad you've said that because I do think you're right. For Goliad, to the victor go the spoils, right? Hondo's an interesting second round matchup, in my opinion, but I think Goliad's better. Um, and and yeah, I mean, at that point, you're you're in a regional semifinal and you're playing Blanco or San Diego, and I think they're better than either of them. So agree, agree. I don't know. It's region four is so interesting, and I think part of it is that like. Again, you're exactly right. Edna was like, oh, it's Edna. Like, you know, they had the one point loss at Refurio, whatever. But then, like, the the loss to goalie, the loss to Goliad, where their offense just no showed. I think that's really sending up red flags. So it wouldn't be as surprised if it's still Edna, but like, it opens the door for all these other teams. Um, all right. What is your state championship pick? I'm going Columbus over Malakoff. What would be a fun, fun state championship game? I'm going to go Columbus over Brock uh, only because of what Brock did to Columbus or Malakoff in the state semifinal last year. But that's uh, only uh, only me. Oh, that's no. Don't listen to me. I'm just I'm just a guy with a microphone to three a division two. We go, Matthew, to region one Canadian. Yeah, I think I mean, we could just skip past region one and region two, can't we? To region two Gunner. Gunner. Uh, is there any reason to believe that they will play a game within their region within 17 points? I think if there is, I think it's wall and Canadian potentially Mm -hmm. in the fourth round. I I think that's the one game where I think between Canadian and Gunner, that's that could push, push one of them. I think Gunner's going to rip through. I know Jacksboro's there state ranked, but Gunner, you teams like Jacksboro that are new to this. Gunner usually punts them out to, they 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 kind of remember remember the movie Anchorman when mm-hmm. when Baxter got punted off the bridge by Will Ferrell. Mm-hmm. That's that's Ron Burgundy punts back. I think I think Gunner does that to teams in Region Two no matter what. I think Gunner's going to do that to everyone in Region Two. Mm-hmm. I think Canadian's going to get pushed by Wall, but I think Canadian gets gets out of it. And we're looking at Canadian Gunner part eight, seven or eight. Yeah, like. Eight of the last nine years, something crazy. I don't have it in front of me, but Canadian Gunner is just a, a rite of passage in the state semifinals. Um, to put it to you this way, Jacksboro is 10-0 and 0 and state-ranked and a good ball club. Uh, the computer would install Gunner as a 27-point favorite. Scurry Rosser, 10-0, and 0, great story. There at, at Scurry Rosser, 10-0, and 0, likely 30, to see... Uh, plus. It's got to be yeah. 30 points at least. Uh, 33. Yeah. So... Yeah. Um, at least I think Canadian and Wall are in the same area code as far as yeah the computer would have how, them how as a of... thirteen points. Okay, that's I think that's the one Canadian mm-hmm. and Wall. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, Region One, Region Two, there'll be intrigue with the early round matchups, but there's no intrigue to me on who's winning these regions. No, none, none, none at all. Uh, until somebody, until somebody makes one of them play a competitive second half, um, it's just not not interesting. Okay. On to Region 3, where things get real interesting in a hurry. Uh, I'll start with this. 
do we just take Newton for granted? Like, do people just take Newton for granted? Because I look at Newton and I'm like, okay, they're undefeated. They have been really dominant and very good in all aspects of the game. Their offense has been very good and their defense has given up 13 points a game. I understand that like hooks is fun and like harmony made a run to the state champion or state semifinals last year. And Oh, troops got Trey Davis. I'm sorry. I think region three goes through Newton. I agree. I think we're overthinking it. If we're picking anyone yes. else, uh, Newton has been, and I think they get overlooked because they're in a weird pocket of the state where they're, they're too far North to get covered by the Beaumont area really early in the year. Beaumont picks them up in the playoffs when there's not that many teams left. They're too far south to get picked up by like Lufkin or the mm-hmm. East Texas newspapers. So they're kind of in this black hole for media coverage. And all, all Newton does is go out there and, and quietly go undefeated and, and, and kind of dominate uh, throughout the year. I don't, I don't know if Newton played really a close game all year. Maybe the maybe no, they didn't play Woodville because that was the game no. where the wildfires they got that game uh, canceled. So I mean, Newton's been pretty dominant. I, I think they're the favorite. I will say this: I talked to a head coach in East Texas about hooks. Mm-hmm. Uh, Saturday when I was calling around for playoff matchups, this coach told me that he think he thinks he thinks he thinks Hooks is the only team on that side of the bracket that could challenge Canadian or Gunner. He thinks Hooks is that talented. Interesting. He, he's very high on Hooks. We'll see. They're, they're they've they've they're I think they're undefeated. They mm-hmm. they played Winsboro. The game didn't finish up. It was still early. They were down by a touchdown, but the game didn't get finished. But other than that, Hooks has been very dominant. His exact quote was. Hooks is the most talented team for their level of play that I've seen this year. So mm. take that what you will with Hooks, but they'd I, get I, a, I need to see it. They haven't yeah. made a playoff run yet. Well, and they'd get a second round match with Dangerfield. So box office. Um, Harmony was the team that beat Dangerfield. As a result, they get uh, Hill in the first round, and then they get the winner of a very intriguing first round matchup between Decab and Arp. I am into that. Yeah. I'm into, I'm into anybody who has a player named Winky Williams. Shout out to DCAD the Bears. Winky shout Williams out, is, the, is the man. Shout out Winky Williams. Uh, but yeah, uh, I don't know. I just look at Newton and I'm like, all right. Uh, like, certainly this was the region that went crazy town banana pants last year with like Harmony coming out of nowhere from fourth place. But I, I'm not sure. I, I like, let's, let's not overthink it. I do think Troop is interesting. Troop has got a game breaker in Trey Davis. At the wide receiver spot, they might have the best player in the region. Trey Davis might be the best player in in Region Three. Yeah, and he's special. But uh, I'm not have a lot. Yeah, they don't have the playoff pedigree either. So yeah, that's that's kind of why I'm at. Uh, there. I would also just keep an eye. West Rusk has a very nice little draw and a very clear path to Thanksgiving up at the top of that bracket. So and a win over Troop to their ledger. Mm-hmm. So. Keep an eye on that. To Region Four we go. Uh, and Region Four is again, it it's kind of a, a decision between: do you go with the team that we saw last year make that run to a state championship game, and has kind of reinvented themselves on the way, or do you go with the team that beat them in the that 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 uh that got beaten the regional final, but kind of is I think they've upgraded all aspects of their of their game what i'm saying is do you go with poth that's the former or do you go with tidehaven that's the latter i'm going tidehaven because i love defense and tidehaven has given up in nine games 14 points that Mm -hmm. is not a math major but that's less than two points a game i feel like if you're giving up less than two points a game you're going to win most of your football games and i just it's just 
big no? time analysis there, but mm. I just You're like prof- the math checks out there. Professional sports guy. Um, yeah. And they got a guy, Joseph Dodds, the running mm-hmm. back, uh, Baylor commit, I believe. Baylor so commit. They got, they, they've got that singular talent to go along with a really good team around them. Todd Haven made a playoff run last year. I think they get over the Poth hump this year and get to a state semifinal. Um, speaking of Poth, a, they are staring down the barrel of a second round matchup with East Bernard. And I think you look at six and seven and three and go, oh, East Bernard doesn't have it this year. Uh, their losses are to Edna, Hitchcock, and then Tidehaven. So by a touchdown. By a touchdown. Tidehaven by eight. Yeah. Right. Um, and then, by the way, they've got a win over Ganado, which is a good win over over a, a good two A team. So keep an eye on that one. Um, but yeah, I I look at I look at this and I like Tidehaven as well. That defense. Keep it on Rogers. Uh, and a but and and I would say that 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 those top two games on the bracket, Rogers Van Vleck and Taft and Comfort, both of those are just eyeball emoji. Just keep an eye yeah, on that one. Yeah. I think Van Vleck Van Vleck is, is is they're four and six. They're better than four and six. Well, Van Vleck's really athletic, and so that that's that's mm-hmm. a premium in Region Four. They'll be they'll be a tough matchup, and then Rogers with their slot T offense hashtag slot T is the devil. Mm-hmm. Keep an eye on that one. Um, yeah. Okay. What is your state championship pick in three A Division Two, Matthew? I'm going to go two teams from opposite sides of the state. I'm going to go Canadian over Tidehaven. Wow. You think Canadian gets Gunner this year? Yeah, I I think the pendulum is, is it's back and forth. You know, and Canadian lost a heartbreaker last year to Gunner. I think they'll get him this year. I mean, uh, I, I think those two are, are the only. It's, I mean, it's that's the state championship game in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Gunner over Newton, although you now have me rethinking hooks with the comments from that coach. But I'm going to go with Gunner over Newton in a really fun state championship game. And we'll a rematch be of a state championship game a few years ago that I mm-hmm. think Newton won. They did. Convincingly. Mm-hmm. I think that was the one time that I saw Gunner really get bodied in, uh-huh. in this run. Like, Gunner's lost some games in this run, but lost close games. Even the one that the lost to Franklin was a back, back and forth kind of mm-hmm. game. Gunner couldn't stop Franklin, but Gunner was scoring a lot. The Newton game, Newton was the one team that I saw just body Gunner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of what it takes. I think it just takes like, um, you got to be good up front, and then you got to have like two or three dudes, like athletes. And, you know, maybe Newton's that team, but I do like Gunner over Newton. All right, to 2A Division One we go. Region 1. In 2A Division One, you have the defending state champ here in Hawley, uh, who got a pretty tough little draw here at the bottom half of the bracket. A second round matchup with Panhandle is not what you want to be, not what you want to see, but that's what they're going to be dealing with. It's a Hawley team that, again, it's there's been consistency issues, but I do think that they are starting to put it together a little bit. They're, they're getting the train on the tracks and getting rolling late in the year. And they've still got Deontay Ramon and Chamblin Myers. They've got uh, uh, the, the young Abel's kid at quarterback, the other Abel's kid at tight end, kind of defensive end. They've got some pieces. I think the difference with this Holly team in last year is they don't have that dude at running back. They're a lot more reliant on the passing game this year than they have been in years past. And I just wonder if they get out in, in West Texas in the second or third round of the playoffs and they're playing a game in some nasty weather where it's cold and windy, if they're going to be able to get that passing game. Uh, going enough to make a deep enough run. Where last year they could they can lean on Chandler. They lean on Austin Compton in that running game. Speaking of like bummers, um, how has your opinion on Sonora changed? I was I was about to like just buy in and be like, dude, Sonora's the super sleeper here. Edgar DeLuna and company, yeah. 
and then they lay an egg in Ed- the season regular season finale. Edgar DeLuna and Jaime Butron, the the, mm-hmm. the the one-two punch there for Sonora. I think they're gonna get to round three. I, I'm willing to. I want to see what they do these first two rounds. Maybe their their playoff positioning was already locked up in week ten, week eleven against Four Sand. They didn't have anything to play for. Mm-hmm. Maybe they sat some guys. Maybe they weren't quite as locked in for that game. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, you know, here in the first couple of rounds, but they're looking at a round three game against Holly, and that that'll tell the tale. Yeah, it will be it will be very interesting to to see. And and then up at up at the top of the bracket, Stratford. Um, yeah, they uh, went eleven and eleven and one last year. Lost a close one to Cisco. I think they're better this year. Cisco is clearly down. Um, I I think this is Stratford's year because they're going back down to Division Two mm-hmm. next year probably. So I think Stratford is poised to make make a push in region in Division One Region One this year. Uh, Stratford, that second round match with Stanford would be very interesting too. Uh, that whole that 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 top half that or that that top kind of quartet of teams. Stratford, all due respect to Sundown, sorry guys. Uh, Stanford and Forsan, that's that's tasty. That's a that's a that's a tough group. Stanford Forsan is a really good first round. It is. Uh, to Region Two we go of Two A Division One. Uh, Toller lives here, and I think the gap between Toller and everyone else is pretty big. Yeah, I think so. I think I think this is a you know you could lock. I, I think lock Toller in. Word is Peyton Brown might be coming back this week. Just keep an eye on that for Toller. They could be adding a uh, big time. They've been doing this without Peyton Brown all year. Word is he might be back this week. Keep an eye on that. I think the Rattlers are are, are poised to uh, make yeah. a make a state run here. And uh, and be a real threat. If there is a team, you know, maybe it's Marlin. But we saw what Toller did to Marlin last year in the playoffs. I, I think Marlin is lucky to avoid Toller until round four. Um, but if you want a sleeper, keep mm-hmm. an eye on Axtell. Yep, Craig Horns did a heck of a job at Axtell. Keep an eye on Axtell. The Longhorns he, are a, a tough out. Tough out. He he keeps doing that thing where he takes over a Central Texas team that just kind of needs a kick in the rear end, and then he's like, "What if we just got really good all of a sudden?" Yeah, he did it at Italy. He's done it mm-hmm. at multiple stops. I think he did it in, in Hubbard, and he went mm-hmm. to Tenaha out to East Texas and took his, I think, won a state championship out there. He's he's a ball coach in Jack. He knows what he's doing. But yeah, Tioga, or rather Toller, well, I was like Tioga. Toller is the clear favorite in Region 2. Uh, over to Region 3. Uh, and this is where Timpson lives. Timpson's the number one team in the state. Timpson has Superman. Uh, Timpson. They have the best player in the state. In they have the best player in the state. Uh, and Timpson also, also, also has a pretty nice little draw for themselves. They are on the clean side of the bracket. And it's big for them because word is, you know, in, in their tough win over Garrison last week, J.J. Garner got a little bit nicked up. Mm. Um, so this is a nice draw for them to kind of get Garner hopefully back healthy. Obviously, you know, Bosky Howard's not with them right now. We, we don't think believe he'll be back for the playoffs due to some off-field things. Um, and so – it's they need that other guy other than Terry Bussey to to kind mm-hmm. of balance thing out. And JJ Garner's been that that Robin to to Terry Bussey's Batman all year. They're gonna need that to get they can they can probably get by with winning the region, leaning on Bussey, but they're gonna need a second guy to get past Refurio in the semifinals. And also you don't want to lean entirely on Bussey because he's gonna get worn down later in the year. Now, Bussey missed the first four games of the year, so he's probably a little bit fresher th- at this point than he was last year. But they're going to need him uh, come playoff time because that you know region three is tough. You you're going to mm-hmm. have to you have to bring it together this region because there's aside from Tipson, there's a lot of quality football being played, and I think it starts right above them with a potential round two showdown between Beckville and Garrison, mm-hmm. two nine and zero teams whose one loss was to Tipson. 
Garrison's was a lot closer than Beckville was. But Beckville, when they put Jacoby Williams at quarterback after that loss to Timpson in week one, became a different ball club. They're a dangerous and dynamic team. Really fun matchups there. And then, oh, by the way, if you get out of that and, and win that game, you're you're staring at Cooper in round in round three. And mm-hmm. Cooper nine and one. Their only loss of the year was to Hooks, a regional finalist a year ago. Outstanding ball club. Yeah. Uh, for Timpson, their first real challenge, all due respect to Corgan, Camden, and Wolf City, their first real challenge is probably going to come in a regional semifinal against like maybe Centerville. Or if you're still buying it on a Honeygrove, I don't know if I am. Uh, but, but I mean, they're going to be a clear favorite to make at least a regional final. And then they're either going to see a team they've already beat or they'll see Cooper, who they would be pretty clear favorites over. Who they beat last year in the playoffs. Yes, exactly. So Timson looks like the team to beat in Region 3. Region 4, I brought this up on TFT, and I need to bring it up again. And I know I've mentioned it on, on, on Tub and Step before. Forever and ever, 2A Division One Region 4 was about three teams. It was it was uh, Shiner, Refurio, and Mason. Well, Shiner is down. They, they, they've got Brooks Brothers withdrawal. Still made the playoffs. Uh, probably beat Freer. Uh, then probably mm-hmm. lose to Holland, in my opinion. Um Mason had kind of fallen off. Folks, Mason's back. <laughs> Mason's back doing that Mason thing. A very a very quiet 10 and 0 with the punchers are 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 going to be a tough out. They're playing Mason football right now and I think tough second round game against mm-hmm. Ganado. Mm-hmm. Uh I, I, I didn't the Ganado Refurio score. That was somewhat competitive, wasn't it, when they played last week? Ganado Refurio is 30 to 7. So no. Which Refurio, it's competitive though. So <laughs> that just shows where the bar is with yeah. Refurio right now. So uh it's a tough second round matchup. And then you're looking at round three against Holland before potentially playing. I mean, I look at the bottom of the bracket, all due respect to the oh. other seven teams, the bottom side of the bracket. It's you can go I I'm not gonna say put Refurio and in Ink in round four, but you know, put it in pencil, it's hard to erase. Uh yeah. It Refurio is the the clear favorite to make it to a regional final, at which point probably the, the team that's most likely to see him is Mason. Um and you know, an old an old friend. Uh but Holland is a team to keep an eye on as well, the top half of the bracket as well. Uh their team certainly capable of doing it. And then yeah, um, okay. What's your state championship pick? And then we'll talk about it a little bit. I'm gonna go Timpson over Toller. I think this is the year Terry Bussey gets it done and the Timson Bears wind up in the state championship game and win the state title. I'd love to believe it, but I'm going with Refurio over Toller simply because it's region three versus region four. And I just like until it happens, <laughs> you know, no, that's fair. That's fair. I can't I can't deny the uh, the logic there. I, I, I'm, I'm going to go with the odds and say it's bound to happen. And maybe this is the year it happens. Maybe this is the year I'm going to get yelled at by by. Uh, Hudson Standish about this, but Hudson, I just, is, Hudson is already mad at you. He's already texting about it. I have no, I have no doubt he is. He is uh, undoubtedly offended. More like sit downish. Uh, okay, on to two A Division two. Cash it. Um, two A Division two. Let's go to Region one. And Region one, um, I I just want to pat a, 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 just a small a small pat on the back to Dave Campbell's Texas football that we bought stock really early at New Home, and like. We held and held and held and held and held. And now everyone's talking about new home. And I yes. love that. I believe yours truly uh, picked them to play in a state championship game this year. In the I believe that's correct. I've, I've been a big new home guy over here. And uh, um, they, they've gotten it done. They're 10 and 0. And, and I think they have established themselves as the team to beat in region one into a division two. Except but, for. <laughs> yeah, 
Yes. Let's talk about a second round matchup with Sunray. <laughs> yes. Your 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 favorite player in the state, Armando Lujan, uh, has Sunray now. Now they had that one slip up in district play to get yes. Groover, but you know they get Lujan healthy. He gets that. Have you, have you donated your ankle to him yet? Uh, yeah, I, I've I've taken it off. I'm I'm I have one less ankle. All right, he he's got your ankle now. It's yes. you know a, deci- a de- decidedly less athletic ankle. It's a downgraded ankle. ankle, but it's an ankle. Yes. Yes. Um, um, we talked about Clarendon enough. Aaron Wampler's ball club in his first year, they went out and knocked off Wellington pretty convincingly last week. That was a big win for the Broncos. Speaking of ball coaching jacks, because that's a guy that's a guy who remember got it done at boys ranch which is one of the and, toughest jobs in america <laughs> yeah he's playing boys ranch this week in the first round of oh my out, god so i didn't even put two and two together little, oh man a little bit of irony there yeah mm-hmm. uh, playing boys ranch. that that, that, yeah, that is going to be boys so, ranches yeah last i'm sorry this is be boys ranch most likely their last 11 man football game is they're dropping down to six man is uh, that next right. year uh, but Clarendon, uh, that will be a very gentlemanly like thirty-one nothing win. Like it's he's it, they're, they're gonna he's gonna call off the dogs in a hurry on them. Agree. Um, Groover at the top of the bracket is interesting too. That's a team that obviously holds that big win over well, uh, big win over Sunray, a one point win. Um, their their two losses are to year are to Stratford, and then the Spearman, which is uh, but you know I was, I was a couple a weeks 3A. ago. It's a three A. It's a three A though. It's it's a three A D two playoff team. Um. I don't know if I want to throw dirt on Wellington. I will say this: they're in like a they're they're in a, a place where they should make a regional semifinal, uh, and then get yeah, the winner of I, New Home and Sunray. Yeah, that's a, boy, New Home and Sunray. Talk about a you don't usually see those kind of games in the area around the playoffs and in smaller classifications. But we're going to get it potentially next week. Yeah, it's a shocking uh, week uh, second round game. Okay, on to Division Two, uh, or I'm sorry, Region Two, Region Two of Two A Division Two. This is where Albany lives, the number one team in the state. Uh, and they are, you know, it's interesting because they've got like, normally you'd say, oh, a second round matchup with Seymour. I mean, they're there to beat Seymour. Yeah. I, I think this is a real ho-hum region for Albany until the regional final. Mm-hmm. I think the lions are, um, you know, primed to, to, to mm-hmm. get to the, you know, to get to the, um, Regional final get to the re- regional final. And, and then, you know, Collinsville is probably the team they're going to face at the bottom of the bracket. Uh, Collinsville played Albany last year in the regional final. They scored some points in Albany, but they couldn't. They yeah. couldn't stop Albany, and I, I kind of think we'll we'll look at a very similar type result. Albany wins maybe fifty six to thirty five kind of game. I, I think it'll be high scoring, but I, I, Albany will get a couple of stops. Collinsville won't, and Albany pulls away. Yeah, Collinsville's got the Logan Jenkins experience at quarterback. Uh, and and yeah, Seymour Celeste is probably your best first round matchup there. And then I'm interested in a second round match between Wink and Munster. That's a fun matchup for uh, for a chance to play likely Albany in a regional semifinal. Keep an eye on Winthorst too. Winthorst, uh, we know they've got pedigree, uh, and they could see Roscoe in the second round. Hmm, I could be into that. To Region Three, it's Mart. Yeah. And it's kind of one of those regions where I don't think it's close. What's um, right now, the second now, okay, devil's advocate. The second best team in Region Two, Three is Love Lady. Love Lady. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Computer's got them as eleven point favorite in a hypothetical matchup. That's that's that's, that's reasonable. I mean, that's I don't reasonable. I don't know the last time Mart played a game within double digits in region regional play. Like it's been a minute. Maybe the, Maybe when they were in two A Division One, mm-hmm. maybe 
Yeah, it's yeah. been it's been a long time. Tannehill is a team worth keeping an eye on too. That second round match between Tannehill and Dawson could be fun. But yeah, I mean, this is all waiting for Mart basically is what it is. Yeah. And then there's Region Four of Two A Division Two, which is fascinating only because of District Thirteen. <laughs> like, yeah, we almost had complete chaos on on Friday with a UIL executive hearing Friday afternoon to determine whether Chilton was going to be in the playoffs or Chilton was going to have to potentially win a game by 15 points Friday night and win a coin, a three-man coin flip mm-hmm. just to get into the playoffs. And boy, if you were Mark Kerhoff at Falls City, you had to be sweating that out because hypothetically, if Chilton would have lost the UIL appeal and then won the, the game Friday night, which they did win by 15 or more, and then won the coin flip, you'd have had Chilton and Falls City in round one. Yeah. No, nobody would want it, would have wanted to see that. So, um, Everybody breathes a sigh of relief. Chilton gets their wins reinstated. They're back uh, into the playoffs and that down there at the bottom of the bracket where where I think we're looking at a Chilton and Granger rematch mm-hmm. in, in the third round of the playoffs where Granger beat Chilton on a walk-off field goal uh, a couple of weeks ago in district play. I'm sure Chilton would like another crack at the Granger Lions. Well, and let me tell you, for Bremond, what a dream to get to win that tiebreaker and get put in that position. I mean, they can. They look like the clear favorite to make it to a regional semifinal. Now, I got to play Fall City there, but like, I don't know. I think Bremont's yeah. better than Fall City. Yeah, so it's. A, I like Fall City to win the region, but but I I, I could. This is this is to me a, a race between Fall City, Bremont, Granger, Chilton, maybe Burton, but Burton maybe. seems to be taking a big step back this year. So I, I would say Burton's kind of on that next tier. Burton Granger's an interesting first round matchup. Um, well, there's there's history between those two teams yeah. as well. There's some there's some history. Remember a couple of years ago, when Burton had to forfeit all those games and was fourth place in district. You know, they were them and Granger in this were in the same district that year. So there's there's some history there between those two teams. Uh, Brackettville is a team to keep an eye on as well. If you if you're looking for a team to dream on, it's probably Brackettville uh, who would get the winner of Burton and Granger. All right, what is your state championship game in two A Division two? I'm gonna go Mart over New Home. I think New Home upsets Albany in the semifinals, and Mark Kevin Hoffman gets back to a state championship uh, win. I'm going to go with Albany over Mart. I think that uh, it's a rematch of last year's game, and I'm just not sure. Last year, Albany just pushed Mart around in such a way that I'm sure that gap has closed, but I'm not sure it's closed enough. And so I'm going to go with Albany to go back-to-back against Mart. All right. Let me zoom through 1A real quick. 1A Division 1. Region 1 uh, is probably the it's the Knox City region. That's the team that's been the most surprising team and, and a great resume. Knox City has wins over Westbrook, over May, over Rankin, over Kroll, over Valley. They look like the team to beat Miami's probably in that mix as well. And then if you're looking, uh, and then uh, I would say that that first round match between Happy and Follett is going to be fun as well. One of the great things about the, the six-man uh, 1A is that because there's only two teams, you kind of get to the good stuff quicker, uh, including a certified banger a previously a state ranked matchup as the two time defending uh, champion Westbrook Wildcats take on a team that was ranked ninth last week in Rankin. Uh, that's a huge game there in Region Two. The winner of that game, I think, is at least the co- the 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 no worse than co favorite to win that region. Although Borden County and Whiteface will have something to say about that as well. Region three, I think a lot of it comes down to whether you like Gordon or Abbott, both undefeated. Gordon's a team, I believe, has been preseason number one for us, a team we really like. 
We've done nothing to dissuade us from that. Uh, but Abbott, of course, played for a state championship game last year. Keep an eye on Union Hill out of Gilmer as well uh, there at the bottom of the bracket, but a tough first-round matchup with Bryson. Milford Penelope, probably the best first-round matchup in the entire bracket. And then Region 4, uh, yeah, it's probably going to be Jonesboro, Jonesboro, area and County. That's kind of the, the two that are split. They meet each other in a regional final uh, at some point, but I do think that Jonesboro and Erie and County are the two teams to beat there. As far as the state championship game is concerned, I'm going to go with Westbrook to take down Gordon in a state championship game. And then in 1A Division 2, 1A Division 2, Region 1, uh, your your mileage may vary, but I think you've got two choices here. At least the experts did. It's either Klondike. The Cougars are actually the computer's number one ranked team, uh, uh, but uh, they will have a tough draw against Whit Harrell in the second round. And then Balmeray. Balmeray is up at the top of the bracket. Can they uh, can they get to a regional final and take on Klondike? Coach Vance Jones, one of the all-time greats in six-man football. Uh, to Region 2 we go, where Jayton and Benjamin look like they're on a collision course. Benjamin has got that dude in Grayson Rigdon. They have an interesting second-round matchup with Newcastle, but then they'd see Jayton in the in the regional final. Uh, an interesting kind of region two is kind of the power nexus. You've got uh, computer rankings two, three, and four with Jayton, Benjamin, and Newcastle, respectively. To region three, it's Oglesby's to lose. They look like the clear favorite there. Second place in that, uh, probably the chief challenger is Iredell would be them, but they wouldn't see them till a regional final, although keep an eye on Oakwood at the top half. Of, the, of that region. And then to Region 4, uh, it's Richland Springs and Cherokee, in my opinion. Those are district rivals and old, old six-man rivals. Richland Springs got a very narrow win in district play. It was 40-32 to 32 at Cherokee. I'd love to see that game played again in colder weather on a neutral site with everything on the line. I think that's what we're heading for. Rising Star is probably your sleeper there as well. As, probably a state, as far as the state championship game is concerned, I am going to go with Benjamin over... Oglesby, although I could be talking to Richland Springs or Cherokee as well. I'm going to go with Benjamin over Oglesby. Benjamin has got that dude. Nobody has an answer for Grayson Rigdon, and I think that is the difference. And that is 1A Division 2, and that is all the brackets. Beefy Tep and Step. Beefy Tep and Step. I'm tired of talking about it. Oh my god. I did, I did all these videos and stuff. Just been crazy. All right. Cranking out the content. Cranking it out. Please go to texasfootball.com slash subscribe so that our death is not in vain. Actually, you already did because you're a subscriber. But go to texasfootball.com slash playoffs. Tell your friends about it. Tell a friend about it. Uh, We sure appreciate that. Uh, Thank you for being Dave Campbell's Texas football subscriber. Steph, thanks for your courage. Thank you. Oh, wait, 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 wait. wait. Hold on. Where are you going this week? week? (laughs) Uh, So I fly back for the playoffs first thing Thursday morning from Canada. Uh, I will be in Amarillo on Thursday. Uh, actually, Pampa, specifically Pampa, mm. for uh, my first ever visit to Pampa for Wellington and Vega. Mm. Uh, should be a, a comfortable Wellington win, but my first visit to Harvester Field there in Pampa, Texas. Uh, Friday, got a doubleheader in Canyon. Uh, re- first game of the day is uh, Panhandle and Tohoka, so I'll get a look at 9-1 mm-hmm. and one Panhandle uh, to get, get, a good, get, get eyes on them. And then the nightcap is uh, a 3A game, Idaloo taking on Spearman. Remember last year, Spearman in the first round of the playoffs pulled a big upset at Canyon Stadium last year. I can't remember who they beat. They were a four seed and beat mm. uh, a one a one seed. I want to say it may have been. Um, I'm looking at this. Yeah. Who did Spearman beat in the first round of the playoffs last year? It was a big upset. Great question. Was um, they beat four. Abernathy. 
They beat Abernathy in the first round of the playoffs. Big upset there. Uh, so that'll be my nightcap Friday. Then Saturday morning, I will jet on down to Houston for a doubleheader at Del Mar Stadium in Houston as we get Houston Heights against Houston Memorial. Saw Heights last year in the first round of the playoffs on that Saturday afternoon. Throw a Hail Mary to beat Houston Stratford to open the playoffs. And then the nightcap at 6 o'clock, uh, get a look at Bay City. Bay City taking on North Forest. Bay City should win very comfortably. They'll be a big favorite. But I think Bay City is a team to watch in Region 3, so I want to get up, get get my eyes on those Bay City Black Cats. Dozens of games on Dave Campbell's Texan Live. Stream them this weekend, and I'm supposed to tell you to watch Bally Sports Southwest. Friday night, Craig Way and I on the call for Lake Travis and Vandegrift, if you're into that kind of thing. It's going to do it for us. Thanks for being a Dave Campbell's Texas football subscriber. Steph, thanks for your courage. Thank you. Talk to you next week for a much shorter episode of Tapping Stuff. Stuff.